is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is The Monty Show uh, on a Thursday, June 8th. 2023 Colorado canceled their board of regents meeting damn it now what <laughs> shut up like the conspiracy theories that went blazing around the internet today oh my god oh my god Colorado's pregnant like what the Zion Williamson jokes about Colorado canceling their board of regents meeting come on now well, actually, that was Jake who made that joke. But anyway, the point is, it's amazing. Colorado canceled the meeting and people think the world is over. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business at theadvocates.com, my friends. If you're out there on those bicycles, if you're out there on your motorcycles, your scooters, please. The Advocates remind you to be careful. Please wear a helmet because it can be dangerous. Um, but if you get into an accident and somebody hits you because they're not giving you enough space, they're distracted on their phone. That's not your fault. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Somebody else is not. You deserve somebody to fight for you because let's be honest, when you're on a bicycle or a motorcycle and you get in an accident with a car, you're usually on the wrong end of that one. You need to concentrate on getting healthy. Let the advocates help you Fight for what you deserve. And I can tell you, I have an auto insurance issue going on right now. Do you really think your auto insurance company is on your side? No. Try cracking your windshield. And then let's talk about if your auto insurance is on your side. As you can see, there's not yeah. much hope for you left. Because there's none. That's why you deserve an advocate. They have a thousand attorneys at your auto insurance company. You don't think you deserve one as well? Absolutely you do. And it costs you nothing Get to the advocates, utahadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Let's do some shout outs on a Thursday. LV Seminole, yes, you are first. Uh, let's see, Preston Dorf, Dorfeld, fourth, third loser. I like it. I like it. I like it. Provo Cougar fan also in early today. The only for sure P5 realignment is 21 days in a wake up away. Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, and BYU. Go Cougs. Okay. Very on brand for BYU fan. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says third like, cow turd. Third like, yeah. you know, cow turd. Cow turd. You know, you got to like that. Tom Dean, what's up with you? Uh, Nate Simons, how the heck are you? Yes, everybody hit the like button. Tom Dean says they canceled their Board of Regents meeting is all I know. Indeed, Colorado did that today. And I actually do think that is the biggest story of the day. And I, I'm not even sure uh, that it is close. But what I do know is there was nothing planned about realignment as far as we are aware. There was no big announcement coming. There was no vote on leaving the conference. Colorado is in lockstep with the other 10 members of this conference, which is to say that Colorado is going to be patient because there's no need to be anything else but patient. There's no hurry here. I think all 10 members of the Pac-12 would like to get this done as soon as possible, but nobody's in a hurry because 
I am of the belief system that if Colorado, and I don't believe it'll be one team, I think it will be a group of teams should anybody leave the conference. If Colorado were to leave the conference, it would send shockwaves through the rest of the, the members of the conference. And I believe teams like Arizona and Utah, Oregon and Washington would be forced to act. So this is not a move that Colorado is going to take lightly, and they're certainly not going to do it in a brief uh, you know, Board of Regents meeting. That's just not the way Colorado has gone about this. And Jake, I think we all get excited because it's a Board of Regents meeting and it's in public, so certainly they must be talking about a vote on leaving the conference. Yeah, certainly, right? No, not really. I, I, I think that... You know, obviously there was an overreaction to this meeting. And and again, it's a very straightforward thing. Nobody's making any decisions until a media deal comes back and they know what that number is. It's just really that simple. And I think, you know, after the events of yesterday and some of the reporting and, and everything, and, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, go and watch yesterday's show. But but after what happened yesterday, I, I, I think that there's some burnout on, you know, bad reporting. There's some burnout on getting ahead of the curve. There's some burnout on, you know, saying something and reporting something that just is blatantly not true. And so with this meeting, I think a lot of people uh, just didn't believe everyone who was saying, oh, like this is going to be a, a, a vote to leave the conference. I think because of yesterday, people were like, well, actually, we don't really know that. They just kind of canceled the meeting and it is what it is. And I think you can kind of see the frustration with the whole situation. And, and so for my money, I'm just like, yeah, hey, they canceled the meeting. I don't think they were voting on leaving the conference, mainly because they don't know if they want to leave the conference. And really, the whole situation just comes down to whether they know the number with the, with the distribution deal. Because again, I don't believe that there's equal revenue sharing, even with all these reports out there. There's no way on God's green Pac-12 conference that that Oregon is going to get the same share as Washington State. That's not happening. They're, they're, like that doesn't that's not how it works. So for all these people out there, you know, talking about equal revenue sharing and every team's going to get the same slice of the pie. That is just not true. We don't know that. And if it is true, nobody's signing that grant of rights. That's not happening. Phil Knight and his Nike money is not signing that grant of rights. You know, President Kosse of Washington's not signing that grant of rights. So for me, I look at this Colorado meeting and I just say it's it's a nothing burger. There's nothing there. They weren't voting on going to the Big 12. It just because it was a public session does not immediately mean that you were voting to go to the Big 12. So I, I just think it, it wasn't a big deal. That's that I think that's as easy as it is. Yeah, and I know there have been there have been all kinds of wild rumors around. Uh, about, you know, why they cancel the... It, until something happens, nothing happened, not to be the master of the obvious. And I say that because uh, this is, I think, I think most people view this as, you know, just some little game that we're waiting to play out. It's not a game in any way, shape, or form. These moves have very serious implications on a lot of people's lives. There are people's livelihoods at stake. There are people's incomes at stake. There are people's legacies at stake. You don't take that stuff lightly. I mean, you, you look at the job that a lot of these, these people that work for the PAC 12 do, they're going to be out of work. If this, if this whole thing, if everybody, you know, that's celebrating the PAC 12 collapsing, there's a, there's a human toll to be paid for that. Mm -hmm. So I, I, and I think we really work hard not to, you know, not to, to celebrate and not to, to over, I don't know, 
to to overreach because I just don't think there's a need to do that. Well, and I think that word you use there, celebrating. There's a lot of people celebrating this Pac-12 situation, and I think it's unnecessary. Do we talk about it every day? Yeah, we do. Uh, does that mean that we're celebrating the Pac-12 burning to the ground? No, we're not. Not at now, all. I I I believe that you're paying the price for the decisions you made and the commissioners you hired. Like I I I, I literally think that's all this is because. I can assure you that with a better commissioner, the Comcast situation never happens. With with better management and better leadership, a lot of these situations you find yourself in never happen. Hey, by the way, maybe if you had a more savvy commissioner, maybe they would have uh, listened to Fox and ESPN when those two came to you and said, hey, you should merge with the Big 12. Maybe you would have given that conversation some more credence. I don't know, but I think that's why you're there, and I don't think it should be celebrated because, frankly— you know, with all due respect to Stillwater and the Midwest and everything, you're not you're not shaking a stick at the Bay Area or Los Angeles or San Diego or yeah. or the Pacific Northwest. Like that's prime real estate and geography in our country. Totally agree. And the idea that a conference is burning to the ground that has that geography is incredible to me. Yeah, it is mismanagement. I don't I see I don't have any issue with that. Uh, Tom Dean says, I read the CU president needed an emergency colonoscopy. No idea if that's true or not. And I hope it's not true. I hope it's not true. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm not like to me with all due respect to Tom and I appreciate the $2. Are we really sitting here thinking like this is what we've reduced a board of regents meeting to that certainly there must've been a colonoscopy which is the only reason that Colorado wouldn't leave the conference. <laughs> Not that that's what Tom is saying, but I mean, when we're guessing that a guy had to have an emergency colonoscopy and that's why a board of regents meeting didn't happen, that's kind of shocking to me. Like, do you understand the reach that that is? And like, do you understand how bad of a situation it has to be for someone to need an emergency colonoscopy? Yeah, I really, I like, really hope that's not the case. Yeah. Because I, I don't think that's funny. I don't, you know, I did, I have, no, I, yeah, anyway. Uh, Expedition Greg gives us $2 to say, totally love the Big Ten new uh, schedule model. Yeah, we'll talk about that coming up. I, I think they, they crushed it. They absolutely crushed it. Uh, as the Big 12 has, I interestingly enough, on Big 12 Mexico. Mm -hmm. Why are you not a fan of this? Yeah, I, I think that, from a business standpoint, it's fine. I understand the logic and the positives from a business standpoint, but I think there are just a couple of items that no one's talking about. Like, like Mexico isn't the safest country in the world. I'm not saying that the United States is perfectly safe either, right? I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to compare the two, but sure. when I look at when I look at the Big Twelve and I look at you know trying to expand in a global sense, I love that concept, but I do think there's some baggage that comes with it. You know, like. How many how many articles do I read on a on on a weekly basis of hey this tourist or that tourist you know wound up on the side of the road or something or some horrible act was done like like I understand that these kids are protected they're in you know a schedule they're in very protected spaces and and are the odds high that something happens to them no of course not right like of course not but I just wonder okay why was Mexico the first choice? Well, because it's close, right? It's it's our southern border. It's right there. It's not far. Like, it, logistically speaking, it's easy. So I get it. But I just think when you talk about Big 12 expansion and, and really just college athletic expansion and getting to other countries and regions where you wouldn't necessarily be in a traditional sense, you got to be careful and you got to take into account 
that things like, uh, I don't know, Leangelo Ball trying to steal sunglasses out of a shop in China, I think it was, or wherever that was, things like that can happen. And we can go from nice, cute little basketball tournament in another country to, hey, kid is sitting in a Mexican jail cell real quick. Like, those are the things that I have concerns with. Now, from a business sense, amazing. Money-making opportunity. You're growing your brand. Like, you're, you're becoming a global entity instead of just a domestic entity. Like, right. it makes perfect sense. But I just have some concerns around that because I think when, when kids go into other countries they're in the moment they do things they shouldn't and now all of a sudden you got a mess on your hands and that's the tough part yeah i think it is a stroke of genius in business um that you are going to start playing basketball games in mexico in december of 2024 um i think that when you're going to have a bowl game as soon as 2026 in monterey i think it's it's genius i mean anything to grow that brand internationally and the, the funny thing is you bring up the Leangela Ball situation at UCLA that was the Pac-12's attempt to reach the Pacific Rim yeah um and it failed miserably and I think that that is you know when we talk about mistakes and issues and things that have hurt or hampered the Pac-12 certainly that Leangelo Ball mo moment in time for UCLA is one that a lot of people will go back to. Yeah. Now, does something like that happen in Mexico? Man, I certainly hope not, and I would think not. Yeah. Um, are the dangers of of you know the the everyday reality for the Mexican people, you know, something to consider? Of course. But I think if you're the Big Twelve, you have infrastructure in place for that. Yeah. And I think you, any country that you travel to, you have to be aware. I don't. I don't particularly worry about that. Um, I think it's a, I think it is a, an amazing, an amazing win for the big 12 to, to get on that stage, to, to be in that, to be in that spotlight, I think is huge. Yeah. And the PR that you're going to generate and the recruiting that you're going to get out of that, um, the cultural, um, exposure that your athletes and staff are going to get out of that. Like I, I just don't see how it's not a win altogether. I think it brings value for your TV partners. I think partners like ESPN, Portes, um, you know, I mean, that's there. It, it is roundly a win mm -hmm. for the Big 12, for its business partners, its commercial division. I think it is roundly a win. And I, I think the thing that when you, when you compare the Big 12 to the Pac-12, the hard part is the Pac-12 doesn't currently have the ability to do any of this. Yeah. Because you don't know if you're going to be here in 2024. And I think it's I think it is very smart of the Big 12 to keep running away. I mean, you're you're you are sprinting away from the Pac-12 that is standing still. Mm -hmm. And I think in the money-making department, I think you're level with the SEC. I mean, if you're not level, you're close to level. Yeah. Because you you are if you're going to play a bowl game, dude, that is good money. Yeah. That is good money that in a bowl game that will be desirable because it's in a huge stadium that is going to be packed because the Mexican people love American sports. The other question I would have for in, in specifically in a bowl game scenario, let's not forget the NFL experience, right? When, when the NFL was playing games in Mexico, the players complained about the turf and had, you know, had had some had some quality issue complaints. I wonder, you know, if we see that, or if because it's not the NFL, if the Big Twelve says, "Hey, we got certain standards 
that we gotta, you know, that we gotta live up to. Those are things that I would be looking for. But again, like I said, yeah. I'm not saying that this is a bad idea. I think it's a great idea. I just think that you have to really be buttoned up on, you know, things like grass quality, field quality, you know, safety and security. Like if you do all those things, then there's no reason why it can't be a a, a super successful venture and idea. I I just just on reach alone. Yeah. On reach alone, I, man, to be able to put to be able to put Kansas basketball in Mexico City, you know, to be able to put your best football brand in Monterey, Mexico. I mean, that's that's the stuff of legends, man. Like that's yeah. just the exposure to the Mexican community and to the culture of Mexico. Huge win. But when we're talking about branding, when we're talking about like, you know, quite a, and many of you may not know this, I don't know, but the, the baseball leagues in Mexico are actually quite good Yeah, to be playing big 12 baseball, let's say in Mexico to be mixing your, your, you know, maybe it's soccer, maybe it's, you know, obviously it's basketball to be mixing your basketball leagues with the Mexican Professional Basketball Association, mm -hmm. to be bringing American football, which is massive in Mexico, to Monterey in, a, in a, a, a population like the people of Monterey. I just think it's a massive win. It is, I, I don't know how else you spin it. I really don't. I, I think it is, it's gonna be, it's gonna be incredible. Yeah. And whether it's money-making, TV reach, recruiting I, it's it's going to be incredible it is really going to be incredible uh ted adams says they're replacing the turf from scratch after the last nfl game down there it will be brand new sod in 24 25 yeah i'm not worried at all about that i am not worried i'm not worried at all about that so you know that but that's just me um uh, truck stop gumby says the tapatio conference could be <laughs> absolutely could be you know, but that's just me. Cougar Tracks says, I'm fine with Mexico if I can take a gun, take it. <laughs> See, and look, again, and I just disagree with you on this. Mm -hmm. I understand, are there drug cartels and, and murders and gun wars? Yeah. Welcome to the United States of America. Oh, I'm sorry. Welcome to Mexico. I, I understand that it, is, that it is a country that struggles with crime as do we. I understand it is a country that struggles with guns, as do we. I understand it's a country that struggles with, with the drug trade and murder, as do we. That doesn't mean that people shouldn't come here and enjoy culture and travel and sports. Uh, you have to be vigilant. You have to be smart. You have to be educated. You, if you are the Big 12, you have to, you have to bring security. You have to have security measures in place. I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. I don't. Kurt Peters says, I love me some summer tapatio. I, mild. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> My wife loves the, the spicy, not me. Spangler, no, the cartel turned those guys into the police. The cartel are good guys. Come on now. Come on now. Mexico has an enormous upper class, tons of untapped money and access. Sure, could be. Kurt Peters, all I know is don't take the Big 12 basketball to Russia. We need, uh, we'd not cool there. You know. See what he, like, that's a breaking I, grind. But I, I, 
reference. I'm just saying Can cannabis it's situations oil. like that. Now, do I think that Mexico is far easier to deal with than the Russians? Obviously. 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 Obvi. Yep, I would agree. Uh, Drew Christensen. I'm with two holes. Jakey two holes. Hey, by the way, Drew Christensen's big on the Macabo. What did we hear this morning in a, in a little meeting? What did we hear? Stop. Dude, hey guys. we're 21 minutes into the show. Let me take a breath before you start running out how great the Bacavo is. Well. Right? We... Uh, Again, we've established this on the show. Mm -hmm. Nobody likes the Bacavo more balls. than they like the Deluxe. Nobody. Mm -hmm. Sir, and nobody's taken the Bacavo over the Cordon Bleu. Well. Nobody. I guess there's one of us. You. <laughs> That's yeah, it. Me. You. Me. There's nobody else that's taken the Bacavo over the Deluxe at, at, at Super Chicks. I it's know. not happening. I know. Uh, Drew says, I'm with two holes. I'm not a huge fan, personally, of the Big 12 basketball in Mexico. Okay, hear me clearly, though, because I'm not saying I'm not a fan of it, right? Like, I've been kind of clear on this. I'm a fan of the idea. I'm a fan of, hey, expand your brand internationally. Absolutely. From a business sense, it makes total, total sense. Sure. All I'm saying is that is that it it's one incident away. Do we have gun problems and drug problems here? Yes, we do. What's the difference? If someone gets in trouble here, they're on U.S. soil, not Mexican or Russian soil. That's the only difference. That's it. I'm not trying to say that it's a bad idea. Yeah. I'm not trying to say I'm not a fan of it. I agree. We have issues here. People be dying every day in Chicago. Every single day. Every day. Every day. Yet, we still have bowls games. I get it. I absolutely get it. But the culture is different. So... That's all I'm saying. I think it's a great idea. I just think you have to be real buttoned up with those security teams. I don't even disagree with you. Yeah. I don't. I just, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, Raider Mark, Mexico is hosting the World Cup. I think security won't be an issue. Well, I guess well, we'll find out. I don't know that I would compare the two, but I understand what you're saying. I do. I mean, you know. Uh, Big Daddy Magic. Okay, let me, let me. I here, haven't me... even seen this comment yet, and I'm worried about it. Victor's I'm just way. see it now. I'll be where you, your basketball player goes to Mexico, Joe, for stealing donkeys. Bro, I don't know what you're talking about, but. Dude, I, I, you know, the funny thing is, it, listen, man, the edibles, just put them it's away. It's only for, 320. No edibles yet. Uh, Raider Mark says hosting with U.S. and Canada. Yeah, I, I, I'm here for it. Big 12 basketball to Moscow, Jimmy. Stop. Dude. Stop. You know. Um, Tanner says that was just my experience, though. Okay. Okay. Spangler, avoiding crime in Mexico isn't that difficult. You just use common sense. I hope that's true. I've never been to Mexico, so, you know. Shannon, what's up, Christopher Shannon? Says money, money, money. Yep. Where do you create uh, more dollars in interest, Mexico or Canada? Uh, Mexico. Yeah. Mexico. Everything's on fire in Canada right now. Yeah. How about the, those pictures out in New York? Did you guys see the New York pictures yesterday? Bros, these pictures, these are the Canadian wildfire smoke over New York City. Yeah, bro. Like, this is wild. Wildin. It's not unprecedented. And I saw a bunch of people like, we've never seen this before. It's not true. Every year we see it. But this is just, this is wild. Next level. Yeah, that's wild, dude. Yeah. I, I, you know, mm, 
If you are watching in Canada, and I know we have a pretty significant Canadian crowd, we, I wish you well. I know it's, I know it's, unfortunately, Jake and I have been part of that in the past. So, uh, anyone else uh, getting audio dropping out? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Filling in for somebody. Uh, Kurt Peters says, I once, see a, I once see a donkey show in Tijuana. Some things can't be unseen. Mrs. You fucking donkey. Yeah, Mrs. Monty and I. Hey, Mrs. Monty. Uh, way back in the day when you could, you know, walk over the border from U.S. to Mexico in Tijuana. <laughs> we did. And I drank a whole bunch of water. It was amazing. We didn't. We actually hung out, bought leather goods. You know. Leather goods. Yeah, I bought a wallet in Mexico. There's some wild shit going on right now. There was. We walked Leather over the... goods. Dude, there is no doubt. Listen, if you have not been to Tijuana, you're never going because it is a vastly different place than it was in the 90s. But I'm telling you that Mexico was fun. I have vivid memories of being terrified about little children selling me chiclets on the pedestrian bridge. Right. Over I'm not kidding. They stand literally they're standing there with packets of chiclets, bubblegum. Literally, you don't even know what chiclets are. They're gum. Um, and they're selling you packets of chiclets. And there are donkeys pretty much on every corner that you can take pictures with for five dollars. They're like it's it was it was fun, dude. I enjoyed it. Uh Spangler says I live in Manhattan. I almost died yesterday. Wow. Yeah, I it's tough. You, you look at these images in New York, gnarly, dude. There, there's nothing funny about this. Like, this is, this is, you're talking about deadly air quality. Yeah. Like, deadly air quality. You're, you want to breathe that in? That is Canadian wildfire smoke right there. Yeah. I'm not interested in bringing that in. Spangler, be cool out there in Manhattan. I know that uh, that's a big deal. Raider Mark says, side note, Narcos was a great show. It was. Yeah. It absolutely was. No doubt about it. Uh, Maury Alvarez, the great Floridian. Let's get a couple of pulls up on Bacavo versus Deluxe and Drums versus Flats. Maury? Maury? I agree. Stop it. Uh, Raider Mark says, selling limes. Bought some limes. There you go. Uh, Bryson Martin, Tijuana is now a war zone, sadly. It really is sad. Because Tijuana just didn't have to be that way. Cougar Tales, Monty. Buy the chessboard pieces in Tijuana, the best. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jeremy Calzone. Dude, the Calzones at Papa Murphy's are amazing. Drank a bunch of water. That'll fix that colon. <laughs> right? Dude, never. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby <laughs> says donkey two holes. Wow. Wow, Jake. Any comments? Bro. Hugh Janus. Like, what, what am I supposed to say? Donkey, to that, dude. dude. Why, like, and here's the thing I don't understand. And you guys tell me if I'm wrong about this, and I'm totally fine with it if I'm wrong. Can somebody explain to me the fascination with taking a picture of a small horse that is literally dropping piles of dung at your feet? Like, I don't understand it. Though The donkeys, like, stand on the corners, yeah. chained to posts, yeah. crapping and pissing everywhere. And people are like, oh, yeah, bro, got to get a picture, man. Hey, can I get one of them pinjatas to take a picture pinjatas. with the pinjatas with donkey two holes? I want it. And how about one of those Pancho Villa things? Bro, I, I thought you said pinjatas. Yeah, pinjatas <laughs> to go with your fajitas and quesadillas. <laughs> right, like Bro. that's you. If you're taking a picture with a donkey, 
that's a you problem. Whatever else you choose to do behind those curtains with the donkey, hey, the Tijuana curtain. Yeah, hey man, you don't want you don't want to know. You don't want to know. You do not want to know. Uh, Tom says NYC has better air uh, today, supposedly. Supposedly, yeah. It's going to take a couple of days before that moves off. Uh, do not buy the bacon wrapped hot dogs. Cougar Tail says, my cousin puked from Tijuana to San Diego in the car. Disgusting. Waves in opposition. Come on, man. I'm good. Bryce Martin, the air quality was already bad enough there. Certainly it was. Uh, Spangler, I didn't uh, wear a mask or anything. Came home, took a nap, woke up choking like crazy and couldn't breathe. It sucked. Much better today. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that, Spangler. I'm, I am glad to hear that. Uh, let's see. Kurt Peters, Mexico is basically a failed narco state. I have no idea. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Spangler also says, yesterday wasn't like smog. You could taste the orange in your... Oh, come on, man. You can taste the orange in your mouth. That's an oh. issue. No, I'm good. Oh. No, I'm oh. good. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, truck stop Gumby poncho vo things. Yeah, you know those little blankets that have a hole and they're a poncho. You put them on, you know. I've seen Starsky and Hutch. I know how this shit works. Um, um, Big Daddy Magic, donkeys are overrated. Yeah. I'm surprised to hear then you say Then why do you that. like Victor? Uh, Boyd Lakes. Oh, wow. Why? Uh, it's not a donkey. It's a burrow. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. My, which, oh, is, which is different than a churro. Right. Yeah. It's a burrow. I could be. That's wrong. the untrained eye. I, you know, come on. I mean, that is, I just, I've never understood that. People are like, oh, hey, like all these pictures up in Park City and up in the Tetons of these tourists trying to grab um, baby bison and getting gored by, you know, their massively massive mother. Ain't ducking, no smoke. What are you doing? They're animals, dude. They don't give a, sh they don't. They want to stick their horn in your rib cage. Yeah. So that you won't like, come on, man. Like, what are we really doing? That dude, uh, Spangler, humans have relied on donkeys for thousands of years. Show some respect. Damn. There you go. The eye patch. Um, <coughs> so the conversation is about donkeys. Well, right now it is because <coughs> never. If I have to explain it, you know, if I have to explain it, you, you don't get it. Um, hey, let's go uh, real quick to the Big Ten schedule because I don't understand. So if you didn't see it today, the Big Ten released their 2024-2025 schedule. I don't understand why all conferences don't do this. Because if you look, every team has every schedule and they have this protected flex schedule thing. And like USC... Look at USC schedule in 2024. And I just say to myself, hey, they're they're protecting their rivalry games. Yeah. And I, I need to understand why every conference does not do this. Because when I look at this, when I look at these conference schedules, I say to myself, this is exactly what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, Again, I'll go back to the best games that we don't see anymore. Uh, you know, like Utah and BYU. Yeah. And everybody's going to be like, oh, Max Hall's mom had beer thrown on her. I don't care. What has that got to do with playing the game? 
That's one of the best rivalries in sports. Yep. And it should be played every game. Note what's on the schedule both years for, for USC. Like 2024, hey, look, there's UCLA. UCLA. They're going to play UCLA in 2024 and in 2025. Yeah. You've got to do that. You've, you've got to do that. And as you look over, as you look over the schedule in the Big Ten and you start to understand like how they built this thing, look at the, the 2025 conference schedule. And let me put 2024 up there first. My bad. Look at the look at the 2024 schedule. Like, what do you see with, you know, I don't know, Northwestern playing Illinois every year as they should. Look at look at Michigan. Where's Michigan? Where's Michigan? Michigan's playing Ohio State every year as they should. Yeah. Like those are games that should be played every single year. And I don't understand why we get away from that. I don't understand why we are so easy to throw away games like Wisconsin, Nebraska, or games like Michigan, USC, which are massive football games. Those are huge football games. And if you, the, the other thing I would point out to you is if you look at Ohio State's games, look at Ohio State, second row all the way on the left. Michigan State on the, on the road. Michigan State, Minnesota, Penn State, UCLA. Then you look at home games and they get Michigan, Northwestern, Iowa, Illinois. Like those yeah. are good schedules. Yeah. And you look at the you look at the away games for let's say UCLA, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, and Rutgers. That's a hell of a travel schedule in 2024. But they get Iowa, Ohio State at home. Excuse me. They get Nebraska at home. Like these, this is, in my opinion, this is really well done. And you look at USC, UCLA ends the season. You look at the games that, that USC gets at home. They get Michigan, Iowa, Wisconsin, Illinois, quality programs on the way up, going to Los Angeles. This schedule is far better. And I don't understand why more leagues don't do this. And I don't understand why, like you look at the way that, that USC release this today like with this graphic on on social media and talking about the schedule and I, I i think it's brilliant yeah i think it's brilliant and the fact that they're going to have illinois iowa michigan wisconsin at home and they've got to go to maryland northwestern penn state like purdue and ucla that's a ball buster schedule to welcome them to the to the Big Ten, as it should be. Mm -hmm. As it should be. I think this is brilliant side of the Big Ten. I think it's exceptionally well done. I love what they did here. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, really beneficial with your TV partners, too. You know, you, you, you think about, about how to fulfill TV contracts and really bring that value from the conference side, and that's pretty much what you have. Your best matchups as often as possible, and that's one of the biggest problems for... Like the Pac-12 is an example, right? Because teams are leaving and you're you're facing all this adversity, you're going to struggle to put together, you know, big time tier one level games on a regular basis. So for the Big Ten, it doesn't surprise me at all. We should get 
we should get like USC and and Notre Dame is an example all the time, like twice yes. a year, every single year, like USC and UCLA, like, you know, all those matchups we just went through, we should be getting those as football fans and as TV partners every single year. And, and, and one of the things that really worries me, like if we, as we talk about this Colorado story today, if Colorado jumps to the Big 12 and Utah doesn't, we're going to lose the Colorado-Utah game. So not only is Utah not going to wind up playing BYU, but they're also not going to play Colorado, which I, I think I could argue because they're in the same conferences, just as is important of a game on a conference level as BYU is on a local non-con level. Mm-hmm. And to lose, for, for Utah to lose two games like BYU and, and Colorado, should Colorado ultimately wind up in the Big 12, I think would be an incredible injustice to Utah Ute fans. Yeah. And I think that's why it's really important that USC and UCLA acted together. And I go back to this story yesterday on Arizona and Arizona State. And I know everybody says, well, hey, you're completely wrong. They can act, uh, uh, you know, autonomously. I am telling you now, it's not a matter of permission as I tweeted about this. Arizona and Arizona State need to play every single year. That's a rivalry The Territorial Cup is what it's called, for those of you who don't know. Mm -hmm. The Territorial Cup is a rivalry that matters from Tucson up to Phoenix. Like, that matters, and we're losing that because of all of this expansion in college athletics. And I think it's really bad for college sports. I think it's terrible for college sports. So I'm of the mind. Again, I think, quite, quite possibly, I think, Colorado ends up in the in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. And I just will go back and say what I've said from day one. If Colorado goes to the Big 12, this has gigantic repercussions on the entire conference. And a lot of people are like, well, if they just lose Colorado, if the Pac-12 just loses Colorado, it's not some small thing that, oh, well, you can easily <coughs> replace them. Because <coughs> you're not replacing Colorado with San Diego State or Tulane uh-huh. or SMU or anybody else you want to throw into that slot. Uh-huh. Colorado is an important rival for, for Utah. Colorado is an important educational partner. Like, that's a big loss. Yeah. And I don't know that this conference can, can sustain one because I think if you lose one, you're going to lose four more. Uh-huh. I think if you lose one, you're going to lose half the conference. And I think that's why it is so vitally important that Colorado not act on its own. I, I think I think if one if one team leaves, it ratchets up the rest uh, the pressure on the rest of the teams in the conference. And I just think the last thing that the Pac-12 needs right now is for a, a university like Colorado to to act on its own, which I again don't believe will happen. I have not heard that. Yeah, and I think you know a lot of people are like, oh well, how does Colorado? How is Colorado so relevant? just by adding prime or just by changing the culture. And it's like, well, you know, adding prime did a lot for them. I mean, again, when you look at relevancy, like, you know, like he's added so much attention and, and just, and just credence to what they're trying to do. Now, again, we've talked all about how, if he goes one and 11 this year, that's going to change that obviously. And there's going to be a lot, the conversation is going to change a lot, but again, it all comes back to this idea that that Colorado understands there's an opportunity for them to look shredded like Buddy does in the picture, right? And get to the Big 12. Like Buddy and, does and, in the picture. And take a few teams with them. Because I have always been a believer that if you're going to move conferences, you're not doing that alone. Nobody moves conferences alone. But am I also the only one that, like, I feel like I am a man on an island every time we talk about Colorado. 
I believe most people think Colorado, oh, Colorado sucks. They're, nobody cares. Do you really think they're changing their, their entry threshold so that they lose more games? <laughs> or that they're changing their, their like, and for those of you who don't know, Colorado recently changed the, the standards to allow more athletes to come to Colorado. It's the only reason Deion Sanders agreed to take the job. Do you really think they're doing that to win the same number of games that they have in the last decade? They, they're, I, they're absolutely not. Yeah, They're going to win football games. Not Maybe not this year. I think their max is three, but that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But Colorado is going to be a, a 7, 8, 9, 10 win team in the next three years. Their basketball program is going to get exponentially better. Yeah. The softball in that league in the Pac-12 is already really good. But the other thing I would say about breaking up the Pac-12 and everybody running to break up the Pac-12, one, I would slow your roll on that. But two, don't throw away the Apple Cup, Washington, Washington State. Don't throw away the Territorial Cup, Arizona, Arizona State, the Civil War, Oregon, Oregon State. One of the best rivalries in sports, Oregon, Oregon State. That'd be like Michigan and Ohio State not playing anymore. And we already have seen that with BYU and Utah. And it's a tragedy. There are generations in the state of Utah who grew up on BYU and Utah. Yep. Generations grew up on that red and blue rivalry. Thanks. Now there are generations who may well never see that game played again. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a great tragedy. Yeah. It is. And I hope that's not what happens. I hope that's not because, again, I look at Bedlam. Bedlam's dead. Bedlam's dead. How is Oklahoma and Oklahoma State going to play again? How's that going to happen? Like Oklahoma, Texas, great. That's cool. Oklahoma, Texas is not Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. It's not. There's, and there's no spinning that. Yeah. There is no spinning that. Yeah, and I think in expansion, there's a lot of times where the viewer, you know, is the one that pays the price because – you know, you do lose, lose these big rivalries. And I do think that, you know, again, this kind of takes me right back to the, the, the conversations we've been having around the SEC and nine games instead of eight games and, you know, quality of game versus trying to win a national championship. Like, you know, again, I, I just think this is, this is what we do. We overthink it like, Hey, let's play rivalry games every single year and let's do everything we can do to get to the college football playoff. It's just that simple. But we don't want to do that. We're more concerned with expansion and moving conferences. And it's frustrating to me because I think things like, and, and listen, Oklahoma, Bedlam is, I think Bedlam is mandatory. It, it's, it's Notre Dame and Michigan not playing anymore. Yeah. That, like, that's ridiculous. How, how is Notre Dame and Michigan? We, we have to, in college athletics, protect the rivalries. Yeah. With all due respect, again, to... The Red River shootout slash showdown, whatever you want to call it. That game's good. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State is mandatory. It's, it's life, man. It's like not playing Auburn, Alabama. Yeah. How? It's not playing Georgia, Florida. How? How is that? Like, why are we not? Why do we not get Florida, Florida State every single year? Mm-hmm. How do we not, like... It's mandatory, but we don't care anymore. But we'll get, you know, Duke, UNC, and basketball 50 times a season. Yeah, we'll get, I, I, you know, we'll get worn out on that. 
Gary says false. BYU and Utah will happen in 2026 onwards. It's on you's future schedule page. Hey, that's great. But until that game is cemented and it's played every year, yeah, I think that game is in great jeopardy. With BYU being in the Big 12, and it's, it's the excuse that all Utah fans used to make. Well, I mean, we just can't have that game. We can't play that game in November. I mean, we just, I, I mean, we have bigger fish to fry. Well, guess what? You, Utah, BYU now has bigger than your fish to fry. Kiss my butt! Right? That should be, and I understand a lot of people like it in November far more than they like it in September. But yep. it, it, the game has to be played. It has to be played. And it's a rivalry game. You should absolutely, in my opinion, if you want to be safe, you got to play that game in September. Because a loss in September is very different than a loss in November. Very, very different. Yeah. And I think we all recognize that. You know, like it's just not, it's not one of those things where, you know, we can, hmm, I, I'm just not willing to do that. You know, like I think it's, it's one of those games where Utah's had the run of that rivalry for over a decade. Like, yeah. they, I think they won 37 straight. No, it was 50 or 90, something they like know, reset. hundreds of straight games in football. Right. It doesn't matter. It's BYU and Utah. Yeah. It, it's it's what I say about Bedlam. It doesn't matter. It's Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Yeah. It doesn't matter if the two teams are bad. Everybody wants it. This is Pitt, West Virginia. Everybody. The, it's Pitt, West Virginia. I need it every single year. Yeah. How many years did Ohio State roll Michigan? Yeah. But we got it every single year. Yes. This would be like SC and Notre Dame not playing anymore. It's You can't do that. You can't eliminate that game. Yeah. Right? Like USC and UCLA, one of the worst fan bases as far as passion and we got to have it every single year. We have to protect the rivalries. It doesn't matter to me that you that that Utah ran BYU for a decade. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Somebody did you forget about basketball? Cuz basketball and it go to Utah. For, for BYU and Utah basketball, go for soccer, go for baseball, go for softball. UVU, getting into it now. Like, I'm telling you, the, the, lo- the locals, the, the, the brothers, right? Like, it, the thing that makes it great is Max Hall's mom. Who cares if the beer story is true? It's true. Yeah. Who cares if it's true? Because it's true. Agreed. How many great stories are there in the Civil War and the Apple Cup? How many? There are tons of them. Oh, well, let me go ahead and get this. You know, it's I understand it's Michigan-Ohio State, but I got to have the wings on one side and the Buckeye on the other side. Like, right? Those people should be in prison. <laughs> if you wear half Utah and half BYU or soft half Ohio tendency. State, it is soft person tendency. Half Ohio State, half Michigan, half Oklahoma, half Oklahoma State. I believe that you should be in prison in hard labor. Yeah. Like you just get that's that's how a, dare you? That's a crime against humanity for Auburn and Alabama. You're a douche. But we need those games. Yeah, we need those games, yeah. man. Like it's it's got to happen. Uh, let's see. Vorlon Angel Big Ten releases their schedule for twenty four twenty five at this present time. Tells me there will be no other invites at this time. AKA no additions right now. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. One of the things I said today is I'm not going to get involved in Oregon and Washington, Stanford and Cal with the Big Ten. Because do you know how easy it is to change those schedules? Yeah, it's incredibly easy. It's not very difficult. Yeah. It's not very difficult. It isn't. Um, Let's see. John Bolster. 
Forced robberies rarely work. 12 going to try to force UCF, Houston, Cincy, West Virginia rivalry. Yeah, maybe. What are you talking about, dude? I don't know that I, I would I, say that that's a... I mean, it's... It, you guys. Forced rivalries, like uh, with all due respect, Cincinnati and West Virginia. Rivalry. Cincinnati. Come on now. BYU and Utah, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Heat. You know, like that's, that's what I'm talking about. You know, like I, I just... Yeah, Travis, I agree. Until last year, West Virginia Pitt was lost, and it was a great game. Yes. It's a great game. Kurt Peters, as a, as a Colorado alum, I never looked at Utah as a rivalry, not hating on Utah, but it was manufactured. I don't think it's manufactured. Colorado has done its fair share of damage, in my opinion. Uh, Raider Mark, I think the drive to make the college football playoff and being afraid to lose to a rival keeps the school from continuing Rivalry games. Oh, I think that's absolutely true. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't have, I don't have any why, doubt about that. That's why Arizona dude. State won't play GCU. I think that's exactly right. I think they, I think that's exactly right. Uh, and Raider Mark, where you are, pew pew. I think you know all about it. I think you're exactly right. Uh, Gary says I miss beating BYU because he's a Utah <coughs> stopping Kalani on the. Going for it on fourth down. Like, it, um, you, you missed that. Right. You missed that. Uh, Spangler says, Farmageddon is perhaps the greatest rivalry name ever created. <laughs> okay. You know. But what about, what are other rivals? Like, Cal Stanford, nobody cares. Nobody cares, dude. Iowa, Iowa State. I'm sure folks that live there care, but I don't care. <laughs> SLC Jake on Twitter. Please attack him. Do not attack me. Please. I'm going to say this again. Iowa State fans are awfully, like, their finger is on the button. They're like, Stop disrespecting me, bro. What did he say? Like, their finger is on the button. SLC Jake on Twitter. That guy over there. Y'all about to fuck this up. That guy over there. Uh, Monty Oza Ribeye says, Jake is a Ute fan, at least in softball. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, Jimmy says Pitt, West Virginia splits Pittsburgh. OU, uh, OSU splits Portland. CU Utah just put together because they came to the league together. Could be. This is corny stuff. Could be. Uh, the Big Lubbock, OU and Nebraska went away. Yes, it did. Oh, my God. Who? How do you not miss Barry Switzer? Yeah, but Nebraska's back, right? I mean, Nebraska's going to be a great okay. program. Here we go. Obviously not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Matt Rule. Look, Matt Rule. We all know you love Matt Rule, Monty. Look, Monty. We get it. Matt Rule is hung like... A donkey. A donkey. He's hung... Listen, that, that bro has a giraffe snout like bro. you can... It's, can you measure it? Giraffes don't have snout, but yeah, it's a long neck. Well, that's what she said. I'm not going to describe it that way, but you know, <laughs> why you hate Matt Rule so much? Because I said he's going to be good, and Dion's going to win three because games. You're like, garbage. listen, Dion, you can't comb Matt Rule's chest hair. Yeah, come Deion on. Deion Sanders, I can run my fingers through his... Look at that lettuce on his pecs. Maybe your mom didn't go to heaven. Oh, dear. Oh, oh dear. My. Oh, my. 
one time on this show, one time I said Matt Rule is going to turn that program around going, what do you mean Deion Sanders is great? It became personal with me. <laughs> oh, you love you some prime, don't you? <coughs> you love you some prime, bro. Uh-huh. You love it. Uh, stutters. Saying Nebraska is back is just the same as Sacramento's back. We can believe it when we see it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, what, what is it? Uh, beam team! Yeah, beam team! Omaha! Yeah. Omaha! <laughs> you and your mom are hillbillies. Beam team! Bro! Matt Rule, light the beam, brother! Oh, Boom! Light the beam! Light the beam! <laughs> you fucking donkey! Oh my god, that's amazing. Kyle J. My favorite rivalry is BYU versus Built Bar. <laughs> wow, bro. No. But do you guys at least get into the spirit of college rivalries? Don't we need to protect college rivalries? And I don't. Absolutely. There's, there's no question about it. I no, think we have, you have to have Alabama Auburn. Yeah. And I, I agree with, I'm not certainly trying to make the argument that Colorado, Utah is one of the great rivalries. It's not. My point is. And I originally brought it up because Utah has uh, uh, found it very, uh, let's put it this way. Utah and BYU have found it very difficult to put their names on each other's schedules. Cal turd. I don't know. Um, but Colorado is a game of consequence. Mm-hmm. On, on Utah's, okay. I, I'm, Bef- you know. I mean, yeah. I agree there's heat between the two, but it's not. Yeah. yeah, Colorado or Utah's won every year for how long? I mean, yeah, you know. And, and again, I'm, I, you know, <clears throat> I guess the difference is, is that Utah BYU is just such a personal thing. People are just such yeah. a holes about it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I think it's really important to protect the rivalries. Barfing chickens, my guy. My favorite is BYU QBs versus season-ending injuries in the Utah State game. <laughs> hey, bro, we won the wagon wheel. Now, I mean, Taysom's only got one ankle, but fuck, man, we won. The, I mean, excuse me. My bad. Honor code violation. Self-reporting over here. Listen, we won the wagon wheel. Taysom's only got one ankle, but we won the wagon wheel. In God's name, image, and likeness. Damn. Truck Stop Gumby says cow turd. That's right. Uh, Jeremy Calzone says, in an ideal world, Okie State would uh, forget all about Sooners as a rival. It was fairly once. Well, yeah, I mean, Oklahoma, come on. Oklahoma dominated that series. Uh, and accept their real true rival who, who has pissed in their picnic basket many times, Iowa State. <laughs> pissed in their picnic so basket. So we've graduated from pissing in bottles to now pissing Look, in lunch baskets. Here in the truck stop conference. We, yeah. we like Hey, we went to a Flying J today. We did. Fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> Never just wake up some days and it's like, nah, dude, just go back. Don't get out of bed. Just go back to bed. Just go back to bed. Right? Just dealing with some stuff, going through the, like this week has been that week where the the Zen factor has been a little, the Zen meter has been off its access. Yes. So we were, I was, we were talking through a business thing this morning. We were driving up to Ogden and. Chilling Um, in the Grand Cherokee. You know, and then ding, the gas light goes on. Now, of course, we have zero time to get gas because we're meeting our our good friend Amber, the Baitress, this morning. It's really despicable. Um, 
And so we pull into the Flying J <laughs> off of Redwood Road. And it was great. Great location. Everything's cool. Who? thank goodness yep. we're in the truck stop conference. Yep. Yep. Pull in, pull up to the punt. Pump. Hello. Hello. Pull in, pull up to the pump. Put the card in. Card reader's broken. That's what fucking takes me to fuck off. <laughs> and I tried it like 37 times. It makes me a loving father <laughs> and a decent human being. No, I was not a decent human being. This only after I got off the phone with my insurance company and the lady's like, hey, can I have your phone number? What's your VIN number? I'm like, I don't know my VIN number. Well, I'm going to need your VIN number. Suckmyass.com. <laughs> and she's like, what's your email? I tell her my email. Can you spell that? And I was like, come on. That's where I lost it. When she's like, hey, can you spell okay, your email? Here's the problem. Here's, here's and I, I even said to her, I'm not in the greatest of moods. I try to stay calm and not curse. And I'm a little short on patience. He did and literally say that. The problem was is that you're looking for windshield repair, right? And so when you're looking for windshield repair, you get sent out to SafeLight through your insurance. And I will never know. So SafeLight doesn't have all your insurance information, so you got to fill out a flyer. And my guy here was not in the mood. And then the card reader at the truck stop didn't work. It's fine. Uh, Spangler, why exactly Utah State ignored in all this talk? Well, because we only talk about major college football on this show. Dude. What? Why would you do that? What? Aggie tears. What do you mean? Dude. Utah State is... <laughs> I, look, I get it. It is what it is. It, but it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. They just are what they are. And they're not who they're not. And that they're not nothing and stuff. They're just not. When you ask them that question, you may get a very unusual answer. Severe says, "We uh, Aggie Tears versus Weber State. Boy, Weber State without Jay Hill. Good luck. Uh, truck Stop Gumby says, self-reporting, you're a snitch. Yeah, seriously. Exactly. Uh, all right, let's come back and reset the uh, Colorado situation after we remind you of the greatness that is Papa Murphy's Calzone. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do calzones. Papa Murphy's does calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh. Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. You don't forget the calzones. Order now at papamurphys.com. And I, I don't, listen, as somebody that is as good looking as I am, it's one of those things where information matters. And you don't need to ask me to spell my email address. Anyway, hi, how are you? Okay, that's now enough. Stop, please. <laughs> I, I felt she wasn't a bad person, the insurance lady on the phone. You're an insurance lady, which means you're a bad person. Anyway, the point is, get the Calzones on the Papa Murphy's mobile app. Use the promo code MONTY25 to save 25% off your purchase at $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. It is amazing how good the Calzones are. Amazing. Truck Stop Gumby says, sounds like Monty needs a hug. Mm -hmm. It was like a 20-minute like period of huggedness. Yeah. You know, like you're just trying to get... Car insurance is such a scam. At 90 minutes from right now, we'll talk about it. It, it is, car insurance is such a scam. Such a scam. Uh, JW, what's up, Jay? 
Uh, BYU-Utah rivalry is actually uh, is an actual rivalry when they both play in the same conference. But I think it's more than that. I, I think it's not about... You really think the conference affiliation has to be there? No. Because I don't. I, like, I don't care, again, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I want it every year. I don't care what conference. Yes. I don't care. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, I really don't. Tom says, safe like you can do online in five minutes. Give me your policy number and you'll be scheduled in two minutes. Come on, Monty. Well, the problem is in Phoenix, safe light put the wrong windshield on my Fiat. I had a Fiat of Barth. And they came to the crappy radio station. You, you probably don't even remember that. Do you remember this? Vaguely, yes. Safe Flight came to the radio station I worked at in Phoenix. And I had a Fiat of Barth. And it's a basic-ass windshield. It's not got any technology in it. They put the wrong windshield on there. And I go out, and the guy's like, hey, man, we're done with your car. Ready to go. <coughs> go out there, and it's clearly the wrong shape of windshield. Like it's, all I remember is the top right corner of the windshield was like, you could see he had chipped it off because it didn't fit in the slots. And I said to the guy, hey, what? And he's like, what? That's what it's supposed to look like. Um, dude, so I have a little safe light trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. You know. Uh, we had some windshield issues in Phoenix. It, it was not good. <clears throat> uh, stutterer. Says, we can talk about Utah State the week they play BYU. Exactly. Exactly right. Cowboy Country says, guys, when I used to usher games at Boone Pickens Stadium, may he rest in power. <clears throat> uh, I would go home and watch Utah <clears throat> State games. I always found them to be competitive and exciting. Cowboy Country, we gotta, we, you got to learn to golf or something. I'm not saying Utah State's a bad program. They've just never been a good program. Never. Program. Like, it's not. Yeah. They had a run with Matt Anderson, but uh, Matt Anderson? Why can't I think of his name? That went right at not. What I, anyway, the point is, the point is, they, they had Blake some time. Anderson. But Blake Anderson, thank you. And then, yeah, it, it's a lot. It's, it's Utah State. Jeremy says, uh, Jeremy Calzone says, ain't no reset. Ain't no reset. Exactly right. Nate Davis says, I love to have those games again, and those games are really good history with my family. My half, my family is BYU fans. Um, The other half is U of U. It would have been a great, the game would be greater than ever. I think it would. Uh, Maury Elbers, I love living in Florida where insurance is required to cover the full cost, even if you need a full windshield replacement. Yeah, they don't do that here in my state. It's great news. You know, it, it, you know, it just is what it is. Uh, I think it's almost better when the conference affiliation is not there. Okay. I mean, I, I think, I, you know what, like if I said to you, all right, Pittsburgh Technical Institute of Culinary Arts uh, is taking on um, Coastal Carolina. Great rivalry on our hands tonight, friends. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, dude. No, dude. No, no, no. That's not a rivalry. And I would agree, that's not a rivalry. Yeah. Nor should it be. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Bryce Martin says, Oklahoma State should form a big rivalry with TCU and Tech and call it the Blue River Rivalry. Oklahoma Uh, State, TCU, and Texas Tech. See what he did there? The Blue... I I did. 
Uh, Kurt Peters, instance is legal, legal gambling. I'll bet you 200 this month. I'll get in an accident. Oh, I don't know. Insurance is legal. Oh, gambling. insurance is legal. Insurance is a scam. Yeah, dude. Because it, no, 90 minutes. We'll talk about it in non-sports stories. Uh, Anna Pavelko, Nick Saban likes chicken. Okay, Nick cool. Saban is a better man than you are. I love chicken. I love chicken. Uh, Travis says West Virginia hates Pitt. Same conference or not. Facts. Exactly right. Facts. Exactly right. J-Dub, uh, I don't see a true rivalry between a G5 and a P5. Mm. Mm, depends on who it is. <clears throat> depends on who it is. Uh, Stutter says BYU-Utah is worth everything. Yep. It absolutely is. It absolutely it is. Renee Roca, I rarely watch you, uh, Oki, uh, Oklahoma, Oki State. Uh, it's a guaranteed win for Oklahoma. Oki Light. So like Oklahoma and then Oki Light. Come on. Oklahoma Light. Kiss my butt. All right, the official beer of the Cowboys, Natty Light, Keystone Extra Dark. <laughs> no. Uh, worst beer in. The history. What's the worst beer ever? PBR. No, PBR is not bad. It's not good. It's not bad. Have you ever had a PBR? Once. I give up. No college rivals had their great grandfathers literally try to kill each other over other than Kansas, Missouri, and college realignment ended that, which is really unfortunate. <laughs> you know, Truck Stop Gumby says, uh, should have got a Subi. Well, Matt Wells, thank you. The Matt Wells, Matt Wells, Matt Wells. Could not think of Matt Wells' name. It went right out of my head. Um, that's what it... See, I was combining Matt Anderson, Matt Wells, and Gary Anderson. Gary Anderson should have never left Utah State. Never. Uh, OG Gary says, program in Utah State, common now. Utah I. Is you, the legitimate question for Utah fans, is Utah State a relevant football program in the state of Utah? Yeah, no but not at, not at Utah's level. Not at BYU's level. No, but that doesn't mean they're not relevant. They're a relevant program in the state. Like, they're around. They're there. Don't you go to Utah State if you... I mean, it's... Honest to God, it's junior college level of like they're not it a, is what it is they can beat you at home but they're rarely talented enough to hang with legitimate power five teams yeah they're they're just not talented enough yeah i agree uh, i i don't even know how you yeah uh david bradham what's up david uh, i live i've lived in florida i'll take a little less insurance not to be there well dude <laughs> telling you bro florida's a problem florida's not a problem some parts of Okay. Spangler, uh, Jordan Love, the greatest player in Utah State history. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Exactly right. Nick Saban loves the Baca uh, the Bacavo, Moriarty. Damn Alvarez right says. he does. That's right. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Calzone says Keystone, LMAO. Keystone. Jeremy Calzone says PBR is good stuff. Thank you. Schaefer Light? What the hell is Schaefer Light? <laughs> Truck Stop says PBR is mid. <laughs> J.K. Marshall says Black Label. Scott of Greywater says Bush Light is the worst beer ever. Calzone says Grain Belt. I haven't even heard of two Bro, of Bro, what is Grain Belt? 
you know, it's fine. Uh, Jimmy says Milwaukee's best. Oh, oh, Al Bundy. Yes, old style is just urine. <laughs> uh, Zima is the worst beer of all time, Mike Maples. Yes, yes, it is. Oh, Milwaukee's best is not the worst. It's not good. It's not the worst. I, I'm you guys, old style. Oh. It, nah, I'm I'm fine. I'm I'm completely fine. Gumby says regular Coors. You mean like Coors Banquet? Ugh. Coors Light now. Now we talking. Yeah, I can drink some. I'm telling you, you hand me a Mick Ultra or a Bud Light, I love. I'll drink it all day long. <laughs> but but you're not a big beer guy, and I'm not a big beer guy either. Overall, beer makes you like, fat. It quite literally is engineered to make you fat. Yeah, it's kind of this thing where, like, I feel like you either like to drink it socially or you're just not at all into it. Yeah. You know, like. Beer is a thing. Um, the iPad says beer is for the ladies. Wild turkey. Yeah, whiskey guy. Okay. OG Gary says, yeah, two holes. Are we going to get Kona on Saturday? Yeah, two holes. You going to drink some Kona on hey, Saturday? Hey, Gare Bear. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Uh, Kurt Peter says, Keith Stone's worst beer I drank a lot of in high school. <laughs> Old Style was routinely the worst beer I had in high school, always. Dude. Oh, and it was awful. Like, just terrible. I it, I shouldn't even, why am I talking about it? Because when it's I, garbage. The, when I became 21 years old and I could legally consume alcohol, because I would never consume alcohol before I was 21. I mean, 21. Who, would, who, who would do that? <clears throat> um, I was a vodka drinker. So same, you know, J dub. So rivalries that have conference championship implications are meaningless. Monty. No, I never said that. You said that dude, that just makes it even more betters, more betters. So a, but are you telling me that BYU and Utah are, are, well, they're not in a conference. That's not a good rival. Dude, there is heat, bro. <laughs> dude, come on. Come on now. I mean, I'm not sure that there's a, a better recipe for rivalry then two teams, same state, one's independent, one's P5, one tried to be a, tried to join the conference with the P5, and the P5 said, hell no, get the hell out of here, and you play each other all the time. I, what more do you need? Yeah, that, seriously. Like, <laughs> C. Kaufman says, I like scotch. Renee Roca, wild turkey is for poor college boys. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, wild brother. Turkey is for poor you're not, college you're boys. Not, you're not wrong. Oh my! Why? Wait. Wild turkey is for poor college boys. If you ain't got no Jameson, you are poor. <laughs> Dude, y'all are crazy out here. Why? I, that's one of the best comments of the day, and they had nothing to do with BYU. And while you know, uh, and drunks. Wild turkey is for poor college boys and drunks. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Speaking of poor college boys and drunks, Darren Ingram from Canyons Golf is here. To hey, us. now. <laughs> I'm, I'm not drunk, the one that showed up when you showed up. <laughs> that just happened, Darren. Boy, I'll you were looking to be a um, drunk, but not a poor college boy. I mean, come on. Well, well that was that's just a couple of years ago. We were talking about the worst beer ever a minute the ago. Worst? I mean, and this is not politics. Like, there's nothing of that. But, like, I've always hated Bud Light. <laughs> like, Bud Light is terrible. 
Like anyone that says it's not. Now, I Bud Heavy out I of a drink, bottle is good. Really? Yeah. Okay. You have to have it out of a bottle, not a tap, not a Bud Heavy out of a bottle. It has a different taste or something about the glass. I don't know. But okay. Bud Light, no. Give me a Coors Light all day if, if we want water on the golf course, you know? No, but we can't contribute. No, no, we're not doing the beer. No, because we did that oh. the other day with the. You we you needed to show up here the other day when we were talking about using water bottles while deployed, and not going out anyway. How did you get? How, why do you do this, Darren? Okay, so the other day we were talking about long car rides and not wanting to stop to go to the bathroom. And our military folks were like, well, I had a guy who bunked with us and he had like 20 water bottles, a liter and a half (laughs) under his bunk. And he never cleaned it out. He just left it. (laughs) See? Yeah. I'm sorry. That is not a a deployment thing. That's like a degenerate thing. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly right. Um, we can all we can all get out and walk fifteen feet. Like that's like a that's, that's a what I said. That's what, but you were you're you're a military man. You know sometimes there are situations where there's never no. a call for a leader and a half under bed. No. Anyway, Canyons no. Golf. Um, yeah, the course is beautiful, man. Like I, I, uh, I you know, we tell people about our golf all the time. The course is beautiful. You guys, I mean, you, you guys have really worked hard to get that course course in shape. How are things for you guys? I mean, so good right now, other than we're operating out of a, uh, out of the cart barn, but that's uh, neither here nor there. That'll, that'll, uh, that'll change shortly. But yeah, I mean, we were, the upper holes were under a glacier, what, three weeks ago. And the course has just come out phenomenal. Um, my grounds crew is has murdered it. Um, looks great. There's you know areas in the rough, but I mean, put us up against any public course in the state, you know, and and we're coming out on top already. You know, they may not even be able to meet us mid-season. Um, our greens are phenomenal. Fairways are great. Um, it's it's you know it's the uh it's the best deal out there right now um i just dropped our rates try to get a little people from the valley out here i know some people were turned off the first few years it was open um the conditions were a little difficult it's uh it played hard it wasn't soft uh you couldn't get a ball to hold um and all of that is completely different now i haven't had a person in two years walk off the course talking shit about the golf course exactly so yeah most people get on the golf course they come off and and they might be frustrated with the way they played but they don't ever blame it on the golf course right um no i couldn't be happier with where we're at right now and uh yeah we did like i said we just dropped our rates down to 65 bucks through the rest of june uh, wow. right on par with all of the city courses um and you're getting a hell of a lot better manicured golf course and better experience we don't have 300 people on the course at one time um so it's a lot more enjoyable and it's you know it's the best views that you're going to find at a golf course in utah 
highest elevated golf course in Utah, tons of drops. If you haven't been out there, um, it's a blast. It's a blast. It really is. It, you know, you said the words public course. You guys don't feel like a public course. You, it, it, you know, it's funny. I, I, that had never dawned on me. But you, are, you very much have a private course feel because everything is so lush and so green. And the greens are amazing. And, you know, the, the, the course is, I just think the course is the, one of the most enjoyable courses to play. And I think we've played a ton of golf this year already. Um, and it is easily, there's not even a comparison. Canyons is the best course we've seen. And I, I think one of the things that's so interesting is the way you guys handle things, Darren, like the, the cart setup alone. I think you have, you might have the most accurate GPS because we, we played a course in Utah County this week that the GPS was off by a lot. Like it was, it was not close. And I know, like, I know you guys must take pride in that stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, the struggle here that I've run into every year is canyons. The area is always under constant development, right? So every year it's, where are we going to have our golf shop? Where are we going to have the parking? How is the, how is the arrival experience? And, and we can't make the arrival experience up to par up to where I want it to be. And I know that, and we know that, and we know we're in service recovery mode, especially if someone's coming for the first time. So the staff is there, they're ready to greet you. They're to let, ready to let you know how to get to the first hole, where to check in. And our carts, you know, our carts are as good as it gets, you know, upgraded seats, GPS. Um, you know, we want to make sure that, that every aspect from, from the time you close that car door is going to be first rate, right? Um, and that's what we try to do. But once you, once you get on the golf course and you hit those first few holes, um, as long as you're not in the shit, you're going to enjoy it, <laughs> right? Why are you making it personal, man? So some I, of us don't drive accurately. I didn't say anything about you. I what? Just general. I'll say the I played there on Sunday and I hit the hundred yard stick on the first tee. So That's, you know, did it stay like anywhere near the hundred yard stick, or did that go? It out did. Of no, it did. Okay. It stayed right there. The problem is the second shot didn't stay because it was a terrible second shot that I pulled left. So I wasted the drive and then wound up parring the hole. But you know. <laughs> It was, fun. Uh, you know, par's a par, man. I mean, it's yeah. good. And so. it was cool. You know, the other thing I love about the, the course is Darren Ingram, the, uh, I don't know, what's your exact title? You're the, I always call you the pro. I always call you the pro. What's your exact title at Canyons Golf? I mean, I am, I guess. Uh, I'm the director of the GM. Um, so I kind of run it like I own it. Uh, kind of a big deal. Yeah, I mean, people know me. <laughs> Actually, exactly but actually they, but but no i'm also the golf professional there i'm also the head golf professional the instructor yep um you know all the hats but i don't do a lot of teaching just because it does take a lot to to run the golf course so um yep. but i am available for it so yeah and you're a phenomenal yeah. you've you've helped me a lot but um the other thing i think is cool uh darren is i've seen moose i've seen deer i've seen like the wildlife, just you're you're in the mountains. You're playing golf in the mountains. And I know you talked about the drops and stuff, but I just think the scenery, you can see all the way out to Heber. You can see all the way into the valley. Like there, the the scenery and the view and being with wildlife. And again, you, yeah. this deal. So you said $65 during the week at Canyon. No, 
No, just weekends as well. All the all way across the board. Yep. That's across insanity. Yeah. So no reason to make the extra 10, 15 minutes from, you know, some of our partnering golf courses. Um, or maybe not partnering, but other courses in the area. But what did I tell you the first time I played there this year, Darren? It, the drive is meaningless. Yeah. Because the course is so good. I'm not even shining you. The, yeah. the drive is, I live in South Jordan, and I think most people know this. I live in South Jordan. And yeah. it's, it's 35 minutes to get there. I, I, I have, I have great, great courses around me that are 10-minute drives. I'm driving the extra distance because of the view, the people, your staff. Um, you know, the, the people, like you talked about, the, the, the young lady yeah. that greeted us the other day, the guy that kicks you off at the first, the first tee, like the whole thing, it's just a, it's a private club experience for, I can't believe it's 65 bucks for the rest of the month. That that's, it's a private, it's a yeah. private club experience for 65 bucks. That's unheard of. Yeah. And we, we just want to get everyone back out here to experience it. Right. That's why. Yeah. I mean, it, it is awesome. It is awesome. Well, Just by the way, on every hole where you're not going to enjoy it very much. And I appreciate the ice machine because you guys give us ice to keep my, my bucked up cold. Um, there and, you go. Yeah. Darren's got the, hey, hey let's go. Look is. at that. Darren with the bucked up cup. Let's go. But they give the cart, the literally, if you're a golf person, you will understand this. The cart matters. It absolutely matters. Your carts are comfortable. Um, the driving, driving the cart at canyons is unlike something you, you need to do it. Just, just driving the cart at your course is amazing, but to have the cooler and all the stuff, the GPS makes a huge difference. The electronic scorecard, if you want to use it, makes a huge difference. Generally, they, the score doesn't go up high enough for me to use the electric <laughs> scorecard, but you know, I'm kidding. I actually played really well. I think, yeah. I think yeah, I shot did. a, uh, an 89 yeah. last time. One of last your best little, rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the thirteenth. Did you see? I don't know if you saw the highlight we put together on your thirteenth. Jake knocked it within fifteen feet, so of course I put it within ten off the tee over the lake. I think it's the thirteenth, right? The lake hole, the island kind of hole. Yeah, yeah, the part three right there. Yeah. And do you know who Steve Cook is? The fitness guy, Steve Cook. Uh, like the no. fitness influence. He's a big deal. Steve Cook is a big deal. He was playing with us on the 13th hole. Like famous people play your course all the time. Yeah. Oh, all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. It's... It was, uh, last year was Malik Beasley's favorite place. He was here like three or four times a week. He oh, was, I love it. There you it. go. It hilarious. I'm telling but, you, yeah. man, it's awesome. So we're going to see you at RSL on Saturday. You're, uh, you're coming out to join us, right? Hell yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How can, how can you, how yeah. can you not? Right. Well, like I appreciate you. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a great yeah. time. We're going to hang out and watch some uh, RSL, NYFC, um, and all that kind of good stuff. Darren will be there. We'll all be there. We'll have T-shirt. Do you Zag wait club. till you, in the Zag Club? Wait till you see the T-shirt. Wait what? till you see it's. I am bicycle kicking a real life me. We did a whole photo shoot and stuff. It really happened. I swear. I overhead kicked a soccer ball. It was amazing. <laughs> in real life, that's a lie. But in real life, I kicked a. <laughs> Are you are you uh, forcing me to to wear that shirt? No, you don't. It's an amazing shirt, though. You, you what do you mean? You want you like Darren? It, for right. those who don't know, Darren was calling my phone, begging me for one of our shirts. He said, "I have to have you bicycle kicking this ball." It's I was. It's, yeah, I'm sure you weren't. Uh, anyway, always good to see. You. <laughs> always good to see you, my man. We'll uh, 
We'll see you Saturday. We're actually we're actually playing up there this weekend as well, so I'm sure we'll see you uh, around. Good to see you. Thanks for uh, hopping on the show, dude. Yeah, great seeing you guys. Absolutely. Thank you. You bet. There you go. Darren Ingram, the uh, the dude up at Canyons Golf. That is, I'm telling you guys. Yeah. $65. It's insane. Absolutely insane. It's a $65. It is a private course experience. Yeah, I'm telling where's you. Where's the golfing contingent in the comments? Yeah, because yeah, it is. Play? Let's go. I'm telling you, the level of service that you get from Darren and his staff is, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The, the, the service that you get, yeah. that alone. And then the view and you get two holes that the, I guess, I, I think it's the 10th and the 18th. It's the 18th. It's the yep. last hole where you are up. Now, of course, of you got to play the blacks, you know. Yeah, yeah. that was the other thing. We played with a couple of dudes over the weekend. And they're like, hey, man, we're going to play uh, We're gonna play the blues. We're like, all right. Well, we'll, <laughs> Ain't we'll happening, be, bro. We'll be back here where the real men lift, okay? We'll be over here lifting <laughs> weights. You guys go, go ahead. Now, don't mind the fact that uh, I sliced my ball to Jamaica off the black tees. We're not going to talk about Dude, that. The but tenth, I play the blacks. The 10th at Canyons on Saturday morning, I think it was Saturday or Sunday. I hit the best drive I've ever hit at that course. In the like, fairway. In the, the second fairway, it, probably 110 yards to the hole. It was amazing. Yeah. Again, what do I always say? My second shot kills mm -hmm. me. I shanked my second. Well, I didn't shank it. I left it short. Um, so I had the chip up onto the green. But the, the drive off of that, like, yeah. you know that feeling and that sound when you hit a drive right? And it's like, Toom! And it, yes! it was amazing. It was uh, it was amazing. Yes. Uh, Truck stop Gumby says it's sad because I don't play golf, nor do I live in Utah. Well, you should. Well, come on, play, dude. You should. Yeah. Brady Cook. Brady Cook. Yeah. A golf guy. That's a good deal. Yes, Brady, it is a go, good bro. deal. Yes, it is a good deal. Absolutely, it is a good deal. Canyons Golf, the official golf course of the Monty Show. Uh, I appreciate everybody who's asked about it. I appreciate guys like Dale and Sproul coming out and playing like. I know a bunch of our guys have been up there, so we appreciate that. Make sure you say hello to Darren. Tell him you heard about it on the Monty Show. Uh, that always makes a big, uh, big difference for us. Um, Anna says, uh, Papa Murphy's is awesome. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It Bomb. always is. It is amazing. Um, speaking of which, this hour of the show presented, as always, by our uh, good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury. Whoa. The best injury attorneys, not a good, that was a great save. <laughs> yes, the best was. injury attorneys in the business, the advocates. I was involved in a hit and run accident. My chiropractor recommended me to the advocates. They completely took care of everything. Now that my case has been settled, I feel like I can go back to my normal life. All thanks to the advocates. Yep, and that's exactly what the advocates do for you. They allow you to get back to the best version of yourself and you never come out of pocket to work with the advocates because you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. Chat with an attorney live online 24 7, 365 at theadvocates.com, utahadvocates.com. Um, they are just really good people to do business with. Uh, Travis says, See you will leave the cheese and wine pack 12. Um, I think it's interesting. It certainly is our biggest story in sports today here on the Monty Show. Um, Colorado canceled um, the Board of Regents at Colorado, canceled their meeting that was set for tomorrow uh -huh. um, that was originally described as a brief meeting. Um, I do not believe, from what we've heard and seen and you know, connected the dots on people we've spoken to, 
I don't believe that this was business related to them leaving the conference. I, I don't. Could it be expansion business? Maybe, but I don't believe that I don't believe that any of the 10 members of the Pac-12 are ready to bolt right now. I think, again, they've given George Klyovkov a timeline and an expectation. And if he meets that timeline, I think the he, they will all stay together. And I think if he comes in, and I've been told the number's $25 million, if the TV deal comes in at $25 million or less, I think Colorado, Arizona, and I do think Arizona and Arizona State will leave together. I think Colorado, Arizona State, Arizona, and Utah will leave. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think Utah is, is, and I'll say it again, what I've said a thousand times, I think Utah is one of the tremendously underrated members of this conference when it comes to the Big 12 and expansion. Mm-hmm. Because Utah has had significant conversations from what our sources have told us with the Big 12. Um, they are well aware of what is available to them there. And we can sit here and we can guess and wonder why the meeting at Colorado was canceled. It doesn't matter. I'm telling you, it, it, I believe that it was, I believe it was canceled because it was unnecessary. Yeah. And I think that when they are ready, I don't think you're going to get somebody singularly making a move like Colorado's out on their own. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a group of teams. Because if one, if Colorado leaves, it's going to be for cause. It is going to be because they did not get what they needed to get. And I think when you see that, and I think when you start hearing all of these conversations and you start, you know, really being able to put dots together by talking to people in the know, you understand that I don't believe that Colorado is, is in my opinion, in any hurry because they don't have to be. Yeah, and I think that applies for most of the teams. I mean, again, nobody has to be in a hurry. They just have to be prepared, you know, like, they got to be ready for when that TV deal number comes in to make a decision. Because once the number's in, then you're going to have, you know, if people want to leave based on that number, then you're going to have the exodus. Yeah. But so you just have to be ready. I think, I think completely you have to be ready. Yeah. And I don't think the thing that I, I we try to stay away from on this show is you, you, you just cannot continue to guess, you know, like you, you just can't. Uh, Salty Drunk says it, it, it's not 65 bucks for the Montes after this exposure. <laughs> hey, man, I'm telling you, Canyons doesn't need our help, dude. Certainly not. Um, let's see. I read that one already. Uh, Travis, I read that one. I'm way behind. Um, my tarot card reader also recommended The Advocates. Wow. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, Farolomus. Far, your name's Far. That's what it is. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State was not a big rivalry. It was completely one-sided. Who cares? Yeah, what? Yeah, it's a big rivalry, man. I love the fact that, and this is this is Ohio State fan, Utah fan, Oklahoma fan. Not a rivalry, bro. We kicked our ass every single year. Okay, and I'm guessing based on your 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 avatar picture that you you're an Oklahoma guy, and I totally get it. Uh, what's the Papa Murphy's uh, discount code? Uh, I'll try some of the hype. The discount code for Papa Murphy's Pizza is Monty25. Yeah. Monty25 is yeah. the discount code for Papa Murphy's Pizza mm-hmm. to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more. Calzones are bomb. Calzones and marinara meatball, man. Make sure you uh, download the Papa Murphy's mobile app. It's the easiest way to get it done. By far and without question. It is the easiest way uh, to get it done. 
Alexander says, Bedlam is a huge rivalry always, always, always. Um, in my mind anyway, I just think it is, you know, it'll be interesting to see how all of this plays out. I mean, do we think that they consider the rivalries in realignment? I mean, does, you know, does, uh, 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 a you like Utah as an example, does Utah find the big 12 more attractive because of the BYU rivalry? I wonder, I mean, we know we heard, you know, our sources mm-hmm. were telling us that, you know, you have a guy in Tom Homo, BYU, working back-channel conversations to, you know, to kind of help guide Utah and, and get them some information and, and sort of further the conversation. So it's not as though they hate each other in a business sense, but I just wonder if you're Utah. Like, if I was Utah, I'd be saying, okay, yeah, the Big Ten's great because it makes us the most money, but is that actually the best right. conference for us? Because in the Big 12, we could easily, just as easily win that conference, and we have the local rivalry. Like, I, I don't know. I think there's some credence to that. But you look around, and it's like, you know, again, if Notre Dame, let's say, was ever to join a conference fully, you know, you can't tell me you wouldn't be looking at the Big Ten and be like, yeah, hey, wow, NBC, you know, SC, like, you know, all these reasons to now join a conference in football. Like, there's a lot of things that go into it, but I've just always been curious, like, you know, would is that something that these people consider? Because I got to think it is with the TV landscape. Yeah, I think it is. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I don't think it is, in my opinion, I don't believe that this is something where the end of the world is based on rivalries. Yeah. I think everybody is so split. I, I truly believe the single biggest issue in realignment is trying to get all of your ducks in a row at the university level. Because I think there's Washington State's a perfect example of this. I think there is significant division at Washington State as to what their priorities should be. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people who have told us there that athletics is not near the top of the totem pole. And that spending on athletics has been a a source of frustration for many people um, in academics at, at Washington State. Yeah. And I think they would, if they had their druthers, um, if they had their druthers, I think they would much rather um, see that, yeah, there's no, there's just no reason. There's just no reason to, for some people, they don't have a way to justify spending that kind of money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Honestly, I think that's. But this is why I go back to the whole concept, like. You know, Washington State's the perfect example. I go back to a little concept of there's no way that in the Pac-12, no way you're rocking equal TV revenue or equal, you know, conference revenue through your grants of rights. There's just no way that's 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 happening. It's not possible. Yeah, I I think it. Yeah, whatever. I think you've got to get all your ducks in a row at ten universities, and I think that's very difficult to do. Yeah, and I think everybody's got their own firefight, and I think. Um, you know, I think it's it's one of those things where you have to figure out how you can how you can get everybody in a row. But again, I just maintain the same thing that I've said repeatedly over and over and over again. There's not one of these 10 schools that wants to leave the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. There's not. I don't think there's one of these 10 schools that's ready to do it today. I truly do not. Because I think that there, there's no reason for them to be in a hurry. Why would they be in a hurry? There's, it, it, it makes yeah. zero sense for them to be in a hurry. 
And it, it's why when you hear anybody that's telling you, oh, they're leaving as soon as like whatever that bot account was that was tweeting about how they're going <laughs> to announce that they're leaving the Big 12 or if, leaving for the Big 12 the next day. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, A, they can't really do that. They, that's not how the pro- – there's like a legal process of meetings and a public meeting and a private meeting that's a couple days after a pro- – like, there's a timeline legally you have to follow and a process that you have to follow. So it was impossible. And so the athletic director at Colorado coming out against a, 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 a clear bot account. Yeah. Like that's what we, we have – that's what this story has turned into. It's where, sad. where bot accounts are being given credence. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's really, it's just not great. It's not great. Gary says, my cousin goes to the U and she told me the sentiment around the student body is that we are headed to the Big 12. And they're excited. Could be. Yeah, maybe true. Could be. You know, like it is, it is to me that, it is very interesting to me that nobody... I, I, are they going to the Big 12? Maybe. I think they're all going to wait as long as they can wait. Because I can tell you firsthand knowledge, having talked to people very high up at, at Utah, they're not excited for the Pac-12 to fall apart. Yeah. So why would they jump any sooner than they have to? Well, and then you have the other idea of, hey, who wants to be first, right? <laughs> who wants to be you know, who wants to be the one to announce, hey, we're moving conferences or how, like, that's what I always think about too, is like, okay, let's say that, you know, for all these people saying, oh, the, the meeting was canceled and it was canceled because they were going to announce it, whatever, like for all those people, okay, let's say that's what the meeting was about, even though it wasn't. It so, wasn't. So this meeting's about, about leaving to go to the Big 12. So you're telling me they're going to vote on this and then what, tomorrow they're going to announce that on their own solely, they're going to the Big 12. It just doesn't work for so many different reasons. And that's why I say, you're exactly right. They're going to wait as long as they want. They have to so that they can say, okay, this is where the grant of rights is at. This is what our TV number is. What do we want to do? It's just like anything else in life that any of you adults listening to the show decide on on a daily basis. Hey, I've got 20 miles left in the gas tank. Where where do I right. want to get gas? It's the same thing, 20 man. miles to Graceland. Right? Like, it's the same thing, dude. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. That's just me. I think it is what it is, man. I, I if, if I were you and you're trying to be a prognosticator on this stuff, I would, I would not recommend you get in the business. I just wouldn't. Uh, Alexander Smitley, Farmageddon, which, by the way, is what? Iowa State, K-State. Is my favorite rivalry. Sunflower is big, but it's hard to get excited when you play KU. Now then, this year, Sunflower showdown was huge this year for K-State. Well, I think Iowa State's going to be much better this year than they were last year. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have to think they bounce back at some point in some way. It's fair. It says, is K-State a bigger market brand than Washington State? K-State wins games. Yeah. In both football and basketball, they actually win games. Yeah, I was going to say, certainly they're better in basketball. Why can't the Big 12 add all of the remaining six schools after Oregon and Washington leave? I mean, you can do what you want, right? I just wouldn't... Washington State, the problem is Washington State is like UConn football. You have this really great basketball program at UConn, men's and women's, like no question, Yeah, awesome. But their football program is such an anchor around your revenue stream. Yeah. 
It's just like, so if you add Washington State, you're okay in basketball. You're not doing anything in football. You have a, you have a president and, you know, it, you have a president, frankly, that I don't believe has the, the following he needs to be significant, yeah. to have influence and sway over that. And I just don't know that... I don't know how Washington State ever begins winning when the president doesn't have the the uni- <coughs> a unified academic body behind him. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, when you run the program into the ground, you know, I mean, like, I have no problem saying. I mean, how how is it that you're, you know, seventy plus million dollars in the hole? I mean, that doesn't just happen on accident. I mean, well, but also like the Nick Rolovich thing isn't really his fault. No, that's at a state level. Yeah, but you had to deal with it better than you dealt with it. The coronavirus. It it, it, the whole it the whole thing sucks, dude. The whole thing sucks. Yeah, it really does. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, "How about the Rocky Mountain High in Denver? Joker is the man." Yeah, they played pretty well. We'll get to that in about nineteen minutes. Patrick Boren, yep, Monty nailed it. Pack a grant of rights. If we ever see one, not all ten teams will sign it. They won't. They you're. I don't think there is any way, shape, or form. First of all, they don't have a grant of rights agreed to, just so we're clear. Uh, but B, I don't think there's any way you're getting eight eight of the ten teams to sign it. Yeah, I, like you're never. That's not going to happen. Uh, Katie Raider, what's up, Katie Raider? Uh, when are you guys going to let us host you and Jake at Texas Tech? Probably the best college golf course in the country. We'll have to do that. Yeah. We will have to do that. Kyle J. Dave sipping that Utah haterade. <laughs> Some are. Uh, Patrick Bourne, Monty, they must be in a hurry if the pack wants to expand with San Diego State. Nobody said well, they wanted to. I don't know, man. I San Diego State is one of the great question marks, I think, in this entire equation. Because mm-hmm. I, I think they have lost a lot of value. I think they've lost a lot of value. Now, I, I don't begrudge San Diego State for trying to strike while their iron's hot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just went to the national championship in college basketball. How difficult is that to repeat? For them, I think it's really difficult. For everybody else, it's hard. For them, yeah. I think it's really difficult. Yeah. It's very, very difficult. So, you know. Uh, Matt Ritson says, Billy Beer in Texas. Okay. Is okay. a terrible beer. Okay. Okay. I mean, look, if, if you're... if <laughs> Friends, let's be honest. If you're drinking Billy Beer in Texas, you probably ought to get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. If we're being really honest about it, right? Um, great to have TridayTrading.com uh, back on the program. We, we have talked about these guys a lot for a long time. Um, I'm telling you that every time TridayTrading.com is on the show, people are like, oh, day trading's just a, a scam. or No, it's not. Well, day trading, it's, you lose your money. No, you don't. Do you think Triday Trading, who churns out professional traders... Day traders, stock market guys, Forex traders. Like, do you think they've been around for decades because everybody loses money? The fact of the matter is, when you go through the TridayTrading.com program, you're going to make, if you do it as a part-time side hustle, you're going to make hundreds of dollars a day. Mm -hmm. When Jake and I were sellers at Yelp, we had a whole group of guys that were all day traders yeah, and made a ton of money doing it. A ton of money as a side hustle. So stop doing DoorDash and 
Uber Eats and Amazon hey, crates, Amazon crates, Amazon FBA. Stop doing all that. Stop doing all that. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty, right? They have a 30-day trial membership that is the best program, the best membership I've ever seen because you get the whole deal on a trial membership. The whole deal, professional coaching, education, know-how, support. They give it to you all at your own pace in a trial membership. You have nothing to lose. 30-day trial membership, trydaytrading.com. Uh, and if you work day trading full-time through the Triday Trading Program, so you go through their program, at the end of that program, by the way, you're gonna trade their money, not your money. Your first trades, while you're, while you're just dipping your toe in the water, it's with TridayTrading.com's money. Mm -hmm. And when you make money with their money, you get to keep 80% of the profit at TridayTrading.com. And then when you're trading on your own and you're out there and you're a professional day trader, they have support that you continue to get. You still get coaching. They give you all of this support because they want you to succeed. And when you succeed with Triday Trading, you're making thousands of dollars a day. Did you make $1,000 today? If you didn't, TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Live the life you have always dreamed of. Stop talking about the vacations, the houses, and the cars and start living that life at TridayTrading.com. Uh, NBA Finals talk coming up here in about 15 minutes. Let's get uh, your comments uh, on your truck stop. Gumby says, I'm curious what the schedule D of, of a day trader looks like. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, let's see. Where is Natty Daddy in Oklahoma? Clint Mose says. Okay. <laughs> Natty Daddy. Uh, Mike Maple says Haterade is a hell of a drug. Seriously. It is. It is. Absolutely it is. CKS, what's up? Does Big 12 really want UConn or is it a ploy to push four corners? No, I think they would love to add U UConn. Yeah. But I think they'd love to add UConn basketball. Yeah. But you, you, they're not a, they will not piecemeal it. And I don't think that the conference wants to do that. I think the only non-football member that they would add, I think, is Gonzaga. Yeah. Just because it's a no-brainer. There's, there's no doubt about it. Gonzaga. Every, I mean, you, they, they've invited Gonzaga for a reason because you get everything with them. You know, like it is. And they're half the price. Yeah, exactly right. Um, you know. Let's see. Deion Sanders. Randomness says Deion Sanders to UConn. Yeah, I don't know how we haven't. Uh, yeah, know, man. Wow. You know, I don't know how we've never, you know, heard that before. Yeah. You know, um, it just it just is what it is. Uh, let's see. K Raider says, Monty, uh, as a Raider, as a Red Raider and a Big 12 fan, I would have I would have San Diego State. I think they have just been held back on a lot of levels. I understand the G5 to Big 12 money issue, but wow, would be great. I mean, Southern California is pretty significant. I mean, it's, it's pretty significant. And I, I think there's money to be made there. You know, like it's just, I, I'm just telling you guys, like the question is, how are you going to pay for San Diego State? Yeah, and how much, like how much, how are you? Uh, what do they deserve? What do they not deserve? And, and what, well, there it is right there. What is the true value? Yeah. What is the, when you talk about San Diego state, what do they, what do they bring? Are they bringing you tens of millions of viewers? I'm not sure that you can say that. I mean, the They're facilities are nice, but you well, know, I mean, you're getting sure. But what is it that the big 12 is after the big 12 is after reach the big 12 is after reach. And Brett, your Marcus talked about this. Mm-hmm. 
what comes after you, it, when you achieve reach and you are reaching a lot more viewers and a lot more f- basketball, football, baseball, right. softball fans, right? what does that do for you? It makes you money. It makes you exponentially more money. So they're trying to get, get partners and members that bring them reach. I don't know that San Diego State truly brings them reach. I understand why for the Pac-12, San Diego State's a must-have. There's nothing to even talk about there. I, I think the problem for the Big 12 and San Diego State, you know, is, is that San Diego State's the little brother that thinks they deserve the world. I would agree. That's the problem. And so the Big 12 just doesn't have a need. It, would they consider adding them? Yes, of course. It's the Pacific time zone, obviously San Diego, Southern California. Okay, great. There are some things to like. But when, when you're a G5-level team, and you want to go to do to the Big 12, you're not going to get the pro rata, obviously, because you're not a P5, you're a G5. And San Diego State's running the narrative out here that, hey, we deserve more. We Like, we deserve in the 20s, at least. Right. That's kind of what I think they, they didn't necessarily give a number, but that's kind of what their messaging was. And so to me, I'm just like, dude, like, you, I get it. You want, you want to bring in more revenue because you just renovated your football stadium. I understand that. That doesn't mean that the Big 12 is going to be the buyout you're looking for. Certainly not. And I think there is, again, and I will just say it again, I think there is, there is a lot of value, a lot of value in the Pac-12 with San Diego State. You've lost Southern California. Frankly, you've lost anything in California south of the Bay Area, uh-huh. south of Berkeley. You need it. You need them. You desperately need them. I get it. It gives you territory. It gives you advertiser, partner money, revenue. Like, I get it. But if you're the Big 12, I, with all due respect to San Diego State, I just don't see value in San Diego State to the Big 12. It all does, due respect. I think it's an uphill fight to get them paid for. I think it's an uphill fight to have them be a quality athletic com- competitor. Yeah. I, I just, I, I see a lot more downside and a lot longer of a timeline. Like, if you look at Gonzaga, Gonzaga year in and year out plays for not just a spot in the NCAA tournament. I mean, that's been a championship-caliber basketball program for many, many years. I like Gonzaga. And they, they offer you good good academics. They offer you good, you know, athletics across the board. Yeah. There's a lot to like there, right? There's a lot to like there. Geography is the only thing you like about San Diego State. In the Big 12. Yeah. In the Big 12. Yep. So, and I don't want to be too harsh about it. It's fair says, I don't want San Diego State because their AD has some BDE and has no right. Okay. You know. Spangler, I'm willing to bet San Diego State has never had over a million people watch one of their football games. Well, they have not been elite in football for some years. Yeah. So I think that's, I think that's difficult. Well, and I think the other side too is like, all right, cool. You were really good in basketball this year, but... How many times have you have you done that? I mean, it, you definitely feel like a one-hit wonder kind of school right now. Yeah. Katie Raider says, uh, but for the love of God, we added Houston and Cincinnati. What do they do? Cougar High is a joke. But I'm I, a Cincinnati. But listen, I think what Luke Fickle accomplished at Cincinnati in football. Now, obviously, he's at Wisco now, right? I mean, that's a yep. that's a huge loss for Cincinnati. Yep. Kenyon Martin ain't walking through that door anytime soon, right? And we've had the battle with Cincinnati fan on this show. But I don't think there's any doubt that Houston basketball right now is a powerhouse. Yeah. Should they be better? 
in football, and we can argue about what Tom Herman accomplished there or not, they should be better. Mm-hmm. Will they be better? I think they will. Do they put dudes in the NFL? They do. But are they, are they a Texas powerhouse? They're not. They're not tech. They're, not, they're certainly not tech. They're certainly not Texas. They're not A&M. Houston needs to be better in football. But that's an elite basketball program right now. Mm-hmm. That's, that, there's value in them in the Big 12. I, and it, it gives you a hold on the state of Texas. Like, I mean, you're going to get, you're going to win a lot of, if you just think about, think, and I know our Texas contingent knows this, but the football and basketball talent that is in the state of Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, like just the regionality mm-hmm. of athlete. And it's really not a stretch for Houston to, to hop over to Florida and recruit well. Or, you know, and obviously SEC, ACC, like you have competition. But there's a lot of value in Houston and the footprint and, and just kind of closing that circle that Houston brings. And I know a lot of Texans are going to say, well, you're just kissing their ass. Mm-hmm. But tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. The Big 12 is better for having Houston. Cincinnati, I, the one I don't understand is UCF. I, I, that, that is, that's going to take some time. Because you needed help in the Eastern time zone. I totally understand that. But what is the real value there? Uh, Are you getting huge viewership out of that? I think UCF is one of those squads that's just good enough to balance out your conference a little bit. Like, not that, not that you know, balancing was the top priority, but it's no. like, okay, you know, I, I think Brett Yormark really values having representation in major areas of the country. And I don't think that that necessarily means cities. I think when you look at... What Brett Yormark has talked about when he's spoken about expansion. I mean, think about what he said. I mean, you're talking about a guy who is pushing the narrative of monetizing basketball and getting into the Pacific time zone. So if you're in that mindset of like, hey, we're trying to make more money, right? UCF isn't horrible in basketball. So they're certainly not some amazing team, but they're good enough where if, you know, Okie State is playing UCF, hey, maybe, you know, that's a good enough game to get you by like they're one of those teams that's going to fill up the bottom of your conference and that's okay for now you're not expecting them to go out and win your conference but again it's florida representation yeah. it's good to have a team there yeah i i can get down with that truck stop gumby palo alto is south of berkeley that is actually correct i did say south of berkeley but you don't have anything south of berkeley you know Okay. Okay. Uh, Spangler, Big 12 doesn't need any more Texas schools. Well, not anymore, it doesn't. Ritson says, uh, San Diego State better over Cincinnati sports, football, and basketball right now. But for how long? Right? Like, that's the problem. If you're asking me if I'd rather have San Diego State over Cincinnati, yeah, I love Mexican food. Yes. But is that really a, a massive step up? Well, I mean... If this is the San Diego State basketball question. Did you win? Did you get a significant win because now San Diego State's a basketball power here to four? Mm. I don't think so. Not the way basketball works. College basketball is a very different animal these days. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I mean, I think we can all agree on that. The one and dones, the... Bronny to USC. Is USC a basketball powerhouse now because Bronny's there? Well, it's no. precisely why San Diego State made it to the national championship game. No. Right? Is it not? I mean, like you look at college basketball, 
And because of the one and done situation, San Diego the transfer State, portal, the with transfer San Diego portal, State. like San Diego State is this gritty ass kick you in the face type team. They're not some, hey, we're just better than you team. We're not, they're not, no. hey, I've got Certainly the best not. player in the country team. That's not who they are. So I sorry, San Diego State, if we don't have a lot of confidence that you're going to do this every single year, because I don't think you are. I don't even know that we can confidently say that San Diego State is a Sweet 16 team, you know, three out of four years, you know, four out of six years. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's, it's a tough argument. It, it is, it's a tough argument, and, you know, when you are, yeah, I don't know. And I think that's the issue with them wanting to be have wanting them to be paid more. San Diego State talking about well the pro rata we deserve. What does that mean? What what do you mean you deserve? Yeah, because like, you don't deserve anything in the Pac-12 or the Big 12. You haven't earned anything. I mean, isn't your value like isn't your value the same as Gonzaga's in the sense that Gonzaga is so valuable? even without football, because they're half the price and they're willing to but, take like 20 years. But if Gonzaga joins the Big 12, what does that do for Gonzaga? It well, yeah. it makes them a national power even more. Gonzaga. Because they're going to make more money. They're going to recruit more. They're going to be on TV more than they already are. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I can get down with that, right? What does that do for San Diego State if they join the Pac-12? Because I, I just don't... I'm a, a Big 12 San Diego State skeptic. Mm-hmm. But if they join the Pac-12, I think it really helps the Pac-12, and I think the Pac-12 would pay them a full share. But who's paying? And what's a full share? Yeah. That's the question you have to ask yourself. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I think it's, yeah, exactly right. Ex exactly right. Where did, where did you go? There you are. Um, Spangler says, Gonzaga joining the Big 12 would get them over the national championship hump. Yes, yeah. it would. Yeah. Yes, it And my will. point is, if you're San Diego State, you should be going with that same narrative. Hey, we're a G5, right? Hey, yeah, we're not even asking for a, a, a full pro rata share. We want to just be a P5, and we'll do it at a discount. That should be their stance, not that you deserve a pro rata. Yeah. Spangler also says Houston is walking a fine line to becoming very terrible. Why do you guys hate Houston so much? Yeah, what is it? Cause there is there any way to argue their their basketball? Yeah, I mean, are are we being are we being serious? Are we being serious? There's no way to argue their basketball. There, that, that's just not you're not doing that. Now, are we talking about Houston being some kind of unbelievable? We're not because they weren't. If I mean, if we're being totally honest, they were not. They were not great. Mm -hmm. But I think you look at their schedule. UTSA at Rice, TCU, they they don't leave the state for the first three weeks of the season, right? And TCU's in Houston. Then it's Sam Houston. Their first real game is September 30th. And that's going to be, you know, like that's... You're, you're not leaving the state, you guys, yeah. until October 28th. Right, UTSA at Rice, TCU, Sam Houston at Texas Tech, home for West Virginia, home against Texas, and then you go to K-State. And then you come back home on the road to Baylor. When November 4th comes and goes, you understand that Houston will have left Texas once for Manhattan, Kansas. <laughs> Cincinnati, 
Oklahoma State and UCF. Their schedule is not hard. That's a seven, eight, nine win team. Yeah. It's a seven, eight, nine win team because they're going to beat a couple of people you don't think they should beat, right? Like it, it is, I'm just telling you guys, we can sit here and we can play games and we can rip Houston and, you know, like it is to me in my mind, you look at what Houston is and it's not tex- Texas A&M who I think did really well in the transfer portal. But looking at this schedule, I mean, is there anybody that is like, wow, my God, we, we were in trouble. Like, that's a really good schedule. Yeah. That's a really good schedule. And I think if you can find, if you can find a win or two that you are not supposed to have, mm-hmm. you know, and if you can continue to coach up the – you know, the if you can continue to coach up the talent that you have there, I don't – Houston's not going to be – Houston's going to be very good in basketball again, and I think they're going to be very difficult to deal with if they get off to a good start. Yeah. That's, that, that is what I would say about that. Um, and a good start for you tonight would be going to Papa Murphy's Pizza. Download the mobile app and get the marinara meatballs. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh, well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MATI25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Mm -hmm. Vincent Watson says, Pac-10 is not letting no more teams out. What do you mean letting? Yeah. (laughs) What do you mean letting? There is no, they have, they're powerless to do anything about it. What do do you mean letting? Um, Vincent also says, why do you hate UConn? Nobody here hates UConn. Yeah. Their football team is a drag. And I think one of the main reasons they're not going to get into the Big 12 is because they are not financially committed to making football a revenue generating sport at UConn. They don't have an on-campus stadium. They don't have a passionate following. And putting, putting UConn football games on your Big 12 football package is not going to help you. Yeah. Yep. You know, like it is, you know. Sean Mirzinski, Houston basketball has been decent for years. It has. Houston is the fourth largest city in America. And this is the other thing I think people don't understand. And I don't know if I said this, so if I did, I'm being redundant. But Houston is not necessarily about sports. It's about Texas. It's about Texas. It's about reach. It's about yeah. eyeballs. It's about... Oh, and by the way, they're they're elite at basketball. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> come on now. Yeah, uh, it's fair said. Houston lost to Kansas at home last year. Well, Kansas had a great year last year for Kansas. I, look, I'm not telling you that Houston's some great football team. That's not what I'm telling you. But they're moving in the right direction, and they're a quality member. Yeah, like- I don't understand why the slander of if if we really have to. If we really have to explain that, you I mean, on. we're not having a conversation about college football playoff eligibility here. We're talking about, hey, is the likes of Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, you know, BYU, obviously, are these schools good for the Big 12? UCF, question mark. Not sure yet. 
Got to see what they do. Houston, yes. BYU, absolutely for the ESPN contract on its own. And exactly. I don't care if you hate BYU or whatever. Right? That relationship on its own is worth it. And then Cincinnati, hey, I think Cincinnati is a big question mark unto itself. I think it's a like, huge question mark. Like, there's no way to project how how crappy they're going to be. Or on the flip side, hey, how long is it going to take you to ramp back up? I don't know. Yeah. Luke, Luke Fickles don't just fall off trees, man. Luke Fickles don't just fall they don't. off trees. They don't. They do. You know. We're on to Cincinnati. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, hello, fellow casuals. Hello. Uh, Kyle A says, proud member of two great guys. Kyle's been a member on the show for two months. Appreciate you, Kyle. Thank you. Uh, the city does not care if it's, it's a pro sports town and they're in the, uh, AC domes. Well, that may be your opinion, but Katie, that- Katie Raider, do you really believe that adding Houston was a bad idea to the big 12? Can you honestly put down your guns? Pew, pew. Can you honestly... Yeah, it's Texas a, Tech, put pu- down your guns. Pu- yeah. Pu- uh, can you honestly say adding Houston was a bad decision? Come on. Uh, UCF, second largest university in Florida, and Jake's questioning its worth. Well, it's not questioning its worth. It's an awkward fit in the Big 12 right now. Yeah. That's what it, it's not. Everybody wants to talk about the merits. It's not the merits of UCF is a crappy school. Their books don't have bindings. That's that's not what it's about. The when you look at UCF's fit, there's no way to spin. They're out on an island like West Virginia was. They're, they're on an island, dude. There, there is no doubt about that. That that is the southeast footprint, cleat, stake in the ground of the you Big 12. You added UCF because you wanted to bleed into SEC territory as much as you could. Yeah. And I get that. I'm not saying UCF is a bad institution. But in January, when we're talking about UCF having three wins in football, what is what are you going to say? Will they do okay in basketball? Yeah, I'm sure. Notice what notice what my take was. My take was, hey, they're not a great elite program at anything, right? Exactly. That does not exactly. make them a bad ad. Just like exactly. San Diego State has some questions in the value department to the Big 12 because they think they, quote, deserve a pro rata. You're not good enough to say that you deserve a pro rata the way Gonzaga is good enough. Notice Gonzaga hasn't demanded a pro rata. You know, you guys notice that? Gonzaga hasn't come out here and said, like, yeah, hey, we're national championship good. We deserve 31.7. They're not saying that. You know why they're not saying that? Because they know going to the Big 12 – Jumping into a P5 is going to probably double their revenue. And they're just fine with that because they know, okay, if we double our revenue and we're playing for national championships, money's going up. We're in a good place. So when I'm talking about UCF, I'm not saying they're a bad school. I'm not saying they're a bad ad. The reality of the situation, though, like he said, is they are on an island, right? You're in Florida. Like, you're in prime SEC territory, friends. Obviously, the ACC as well. So until the conference expands more, there's no other way around it. You're on an island, and that's okay. But you got to prove your worth a little bit here. It's your first year, much like all the haters on BYU talking about how they got to prove their worth. UCF is in the same situation. Houston doesn't need to prove anything. Houston's program is good. But 
Gonzaga, Gonzaga is that hot chick with like a huge rack. She squats all the time. So she doesn't have to come up to you and say, hey, uh, did you notice how hot I am? Look how sexy I am. Oh my, did you, oh my God, did you see, did you see the glutes? Look at my glutes, because Bright Yormark's already back there like, damn. Hey, Zach. Hey. He knows how good they are. He knows what they're worth. He knows that he owes them 20 million a year. He knows. That was a little pew, pew. See, if I just go pew pew all the time, will people laugh? No, because they'll, they'll be like, hey, you said that UCF sucks. Well, UCF is, UCF is the lot lizard of the um, truck stop conference. Well, I mean, well, stop. Well, <coughs> truck stop Gumby says that hot <coughs> chick. Hey, man. Uh, Larry Pilgrim. Houston was on the list for additions two years ago for the pack, FYI. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yes. And everyone yes, said, oh, they would never add Houston. Guys, like, listen, dude, come on. What's going to happen? Do you, do you guys understand? Houston football this year has Texas, TCU, Texas Tech, and Baylor at home. Like, are, you guys. Like, come on. Now, that's good and bad because you've got to win those games. But, and I think... I say this every year, and I, I feel like I should just chop my tongue off. You're when casual. I say it. Texas should be really good this year. Dude, what? What? Maybe your mom didn't go to heaven. Bro, what are you doing, bro? You're asking for trouble, man. Oh, oh dear. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> Dude, you're going to piss off Texas Tech fan. Texas could go to the college football playoff. Fire and fury. <laughs> Dude. Dude. Sorry. I wanted to laugh. Well, Todd. I want... <laughs> Nick Saban is a better man than you are. Greg Hawkins, if you guys ever end up going to Houston and seeing their campus, it's a really nice campus. Their stadium could use a little work. Guys, 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 guys. But I guys. think they upgraded hey guys, it. Guys, yeah. guys. Houston's, I, I, you know. Hey, guys. I still am. See you, see you Saturday, Greg. Yeah. I, I don't mind. I, I like Houston. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says, we're back. Okay. Katie Rader. Uh, yes, I think it was a horrible decision. Love BYU. Did love Utah. Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer. Said, so just the other day on another show, also Bob Huggins badmouthed them during the tournament. Well, Bob Huggins Yeah, said Bob it. Huggins got a, got a real problem with badmouthing people. <laughs> glad that he's still on staff and glad that he still represents the wonderful University of West Virginia. Smug Hell out of here with Bob Huggins. Mike Smith, Texas always wins the offseason. We project Texas to go undefeated and beat Georgia in the national championship. That's the untrained eye. <laughs> Every year, isn't it? Like Vince Young. The next Vince Young has arrived, and his name is Manning, and he's on the bench. Are we clear on that? <laughs> right, like... Oh, my God. Yeah, it's classic. Hey, there's a Manning on Texas's oh roster. Oh, my God. Hey, uh, by the way, did you guys see that uh, he's on the bench? Manning's going to Texas to be a bench warmer. Steve <laughs> Sarkeesian, everybody. <laughs> right? Like, come on. Come on. Come on. I man. mean, what's the over-under until Manning sees time? Three games? <laughs> Kurt. Dude. No. Texas is signing up for an online Alcoholics bro, Anonymous. Bro, dude. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Jeremy Cal Calzone. 
Huggy made some mistakes and Huggy. bad comments, but he's been good to people way more than not. Three fourths of this is inaccurate. Well, you I'm know. glad that you endorse a guy that you know is don't, dropping don't, you know heat like don't, that. Don't. Thank you. Don't. Spangler rumors Kansas will ban Bob Huggins from coaching in the state would be great if that happened. Agreed. Happen. Uh, Joe Duck says I'm a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a man. Delaric says I think Manning is a little overrated. <laughs> he goes to Texas. Uh, Ryan says, what does Monty think about the new AD at Notre Dame? You know what I think? They hired a TV guy. And brilliantly so. Brilliantly so, dude. Brilliantly so. I mean, the only thing that I can think of, and the only way that you can ask yourself, how did Notre Dame pull off one of the great hires, is that they drank bucked up right before they made the decision. Monty Frick! They got a buck Dude. shot. Yeah, they did. They absolutely did. Absolutely. They got a buck shot sample out of the the description below, where you click the link, and you and you get the you get the free samples. And they're like, "Dude, we need somebody from NBC Sports to to do." You're not going to drink. I already did. You did? Yeah, dude. I already did, bro. When did you do that? Yeah, like four forty-five, bro. I needed. Did you really? It. I needed my pop. Get the <laughs> pew 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 pew. Uh, make sure you get your free buckshot samples. They want to send you six right to your front door for free. In the description below, I'm telling you, watermelon is where it's at. I use this stuff like I'm. I, it's five fifteen. I'm taking it because I'm going to the driving range after the show. Mm-hmm. Getting up tomorrow morning, playing around to golf. Like I'm going to feel great at the range. I'm going to sleep like a baby. I'm going to get up tomorrow and I'm going to do it all over again. Yep. And. Bucked up supplements like sitting right here on the table. Can of bucked up Miami, baby. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Back in stock in the hizzy. Yes. Maybe maybe if Houston had had some bucked up Miami, they'd have won more than zero games that Katie Raider <coughs> gives them credit for. It's a terrible program that's in the ghetto, he said. You know, maybe Houston University needs to get bucked up. Uh, Jeremy Calzone, buckshot or buttshot? Buckshot. Butt shot? You know. You know. Truck Stop Gumby says pew pew. Yeah, pew pew. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY to get 20% off your purchase at checkout at buckedup.com. But get the free samples. The buck bar. Dude, I'm t- the afternoon buck bar has made a huge difference yes. for me as well. You guys know I've lost a bunch of weight here recently. I'm at you know almost approaching 20 pounds now in the last month or so. Um, and it's because I've, I've really leaned on buck, bucked up energy, buck bars, buckshot, and I feel better. So I'm sleeping better, which is a huge part of it. I'm mentally tougher. So I eat better. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm exercising more because I have more energy. Like telling you guys bucked up is the way to go. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty show. A couple more comments and we got to get to the NBA truck stop. Gumby says, I got three cans at my local Walmart. Let's go. Let's go. I love Boom. I love the uh, I love the local Walmart. You know you can get bucked up at uh, Walmart. You can get bucked up at any bucked up store. Mm-hmm. You can order online at buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty. Easy, easy. Um, Katie Raider says no, it's few few. Few few. few. Oh, okay. All right. That's fine. Uh, Spangler says nothing better than the uh, teal fuchsia Miami color scheme. Facts. Amen. Facts. Facts, bro. Telling you. Facts. I'm telling you. It is. Facts. It is. Uh, it's beautiful. It is. It is beautiful. 
when we're talking about color schemes on the Monty program, and Mike Smith says living the pew pew life. Pew pew! Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, come on. It's one of the... You know, Y'all feel me? It, it, it I'm, is uh, it is. Not to derail the program here. Oh, God. Uh, Mrs. Monty would like you to check your uh, text messages. Oh, God. She, uh, you know, needs an needs answer in a more oh, promptly Jesus. fashion. They texted... Okay, so my wife is at Costco, and the first text I see is recklessly buying a patio set. (laughs) This is the kind of energy I'm on today. Let's go. They said get married. Recklessly. It makes your life better. (laughs) I'm going to run to Costco getting frozen fruit salad. Frozen fruit and salad, do you need anything? I just need your tender, loving kisses. I want it. Oh, right. You know what? I want those bear chicken. The, the, the those are good. Chicken dude. nuggets. Dude. The, the chicken nuggies, dude. Nuggies. 40 piece nugget, dude. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't, how do you spell nuggies? N-U-G-G-I-E-S. Okay, yeah. we'll go with that. Yeah. Please. Um, yeah. I, the, the, what do you buy at Costco real quick? Uh, what do I buy at Costco? Not a ton. Not a ton. Uh, there's a few things. Uh, salad kits, rotisserie chicken pre-chopped uh, in a bag. Um, what else? Uh, pita bread. Pita. Honey. 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 Um, <laughs> my wife is great. Yeah. My wife is great. Yeah. She, uh, she does things like that for me all the time. Like yeah. she... She'll be like, hey, I'm going to start some laundry. You want me to throw yours in? or Because she's <laughs> home. She's home far more than I am. She right. does a great job. And yeah. She's just, yeah. Right. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know. Uh, Brady Cook says, Costco water is good. Okay, let's talk about this real quick. Yeah. Before we get to the NBA and the Jazz TV deal. Are you water snobs? Absolutely. All day. I do not drink tap water. Mm-hmm. And I think this is well documented on this show. I also do not drink like Aquafina. I think, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other one with the green lid and the bluish label? Green lid and the bluish. Oh, Dasani. Dasani, oh. yes. Because it's garbage. Straight out from under the bed of the soldier guy. Dude. Like, oh. Yeah. Makes so me want to puke. I'm a core water guy or I am an Avion drinker. Fiji. Fiji. I will drink Fiji. I am not drinking tap water. Not a Crystal Geyser guy? No. No. Yes, Spangler. Yes. Fiji water is goaded. Yeah. Yeah. Big Daddy Magic. I'm drinking a ton of water these days. I'm giving up soda. I haven't had a soda in 12, 13 yeah. years now. Years. It's all about the water. Water. All water I ice. drink, literally, you guys, water and bucked up. Water ice. That's what I drink. Um, no, really, except for not really, except for Avion. Avion is amazing. Jet Wayman, what's up, my guy? Uh, smart water or alkaline water or San Pellegrino. When we go out to dinner, I can't remember the name of the water in the glass bottle. Damn, but uh, it's really like water in a glass bottle is a life hack, and most people don't get that. But water in a glass bottle is a life hack. Aqua. It is no, not aqua. aquapana, aquapana, aquapana. But I don't mind. You know what, Teddy? The thing about smart water is they overfill the jar. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. Or the bottle. Biggest pet peeves, man. It drives me crazy. It spills everywhere. Makes a complete mess. Now, here's a question, because I really want to try liquid death. Liquid death is water in a can, for those of you who don't know. 
Is Water. liquid death really amazing? Is that true? Is that true? <coughs> I don't... Yeah, I don't know, man. I would like... If people have had liquid death, I'd really like an answer to that. Yeah, can I get a review? Mike Smith, I like Fiji the few times I buy bottled water. Fiji's amazing. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says liquid death ain't bad. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. Whoa. That's a called a comment dump. Um, K. Nuren, water will keep you healthy. It does. It's amazing. Uh, Jeremy uh, Calzone, liquid deaths. Just go to Mexico and drink tap water. <laughs> Stop, Ritson. Stop it. Arrowhead. Arrowhead. No. <laughs> no, Ritson. Uh, truck stop Gumby. Avion greater than well, liquid death. You know what Avion is. Well, the tears of Christ. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Come uh, on, dude. In God's uh, name, image, and likeness. Willie, uh, or no, I'm sorry. Um, Brandon Wooten. Ketchup on pizza. Also, Pack 7 made liquid death deal recently. Pack 7. Pack 7. Bro. Okay. Okay, and hold on. Ketchup on pizza? What are you talking about, bro? Who says stuff? Ketchup on pizza. Out of here with that, dude. I mean, what are you talking about, dude? Uh, like, Billy Ferguson says life water. 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 Water ice. Have I? Have we? I don't know if I've ever had life water. Water ice. Have I had life water? No. I don't think I've had life water. Water ice. I'll drink life water if you guys hit the like. Oh, button. I'm not doing um, that. Um, let's see. No calzone. Arrow. Hey. You're out of your freaking mind. I like nah, that. I like the head part. The arrow. Nah, I'm good. Uh, the Big Lubbock, what happened to Swarbrick? He retired in a year. Um, I don't have a problem with it. I truly don't. I truly don't. You know. Randomness says nobody's going to talk about Fiji. I think we've mentioned yeah, we've, it like 10 times. Yeah, like three times, dude. You know. Yeah. Uh, I drink the tears of my enemies. <laughs> wow, Greg. <laughs> wow. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly. dilly. Good Lord. Kurt Myers, bottled water uh, only has to meet Food and Drug Administration standards. Not much higher safe drinking water act. Yeah, I'm not doing. I am not a. Uh, I am but, not a faucet. But guy. do you believe that brands like Fiji are actually giving you better water than, you know, you know, Aquafina or Dasani mm -hmm. or like the low end? Are like so you think they are? Because I don't know if they are. I know it tastes better. Fiji is not. Fiji has actually been one of the most tested waters in the world. And I think Avion's the most tested water in the world. And they, they come out amazingly well. Fiji is actually spring water. Like, it is, it's legit. Like, Fiji is an actual, yeah, I mean, it is, Fiji's amazing. Yes, Gary. <laughs> Fiji is God's water. Yes, it is. <laughs> Yes, it is. God you bless. Um, John Dry says, at least it's not Bud Light. Stop. Yeah, like Why? the Bud Light thing, Why? guys. Why? Are we really? No. No, I'm not doing My that. fucking ass. Calzone says, any bottled water produced in Flint, Michigan is A-OK -okay with me. Wow. Yeah, wow. Spangler living the Jakey Two Holes life. Tap through a Brita does it for me. Yeah, that's what I drink. <laughs> that's what I drink. I'm just telling you now. There's nothing wrong with a Brita filter. You ought, you, what you ought to do is turn, you know, turn to your woman and ask for a loan and say, I need a refrigerator with a water spit. All I have in this world is my balls and my word. Don't have my balls anymore if I'm asking for a loan. <sighs> you don't. You didn't have them to begin with. I doubled up my bets last night. I mean, dude, what can I say? get the hell out of here, bro. I'm not, you know what I mean? Come on, dude. Yeah. 
Last night was not a not Teddy. was not good. I mean, I mean, what happened, Miami? I mean, what happened? Did you forget to make a turnaround jump <laughs> shot, Himmy? I mean, did you forget? Like, where, where, where's my boy? Uh, oh, his name just went right out. Where's Caleb? Robinson? Where the hell is Caleb, Caleb Martin, dude? Where are I, you at, bro? I know why. I know why you choose to lose your home games at night. <laughs> Douchebags. Um, I don't know what to, to make of this because the Miami Heat. Heat culture, bro, is not to play defense every other game. Because did you not realize that Jamal Murray was, you know, actually really good? And again, I just continue to say, keep Nikola Jokic out of a triple-double. Four uncontested offensive rebounds. Like, it's amazing so wait, how you, bad you're, Miami you're, was You're last telling night. me that, that you allow Jokic to go 32-10 and 21? How do you explain and that? And you are surprised you lost the game. Come on, dude. And what did I say? What did I keep say? Keep him under double-digit assists and you'll be fine. And what did you do? You didn't keep him under double-digit double No, assists. you didn't. Do you guys understand that he, they had 13 offensive rebounds? That 45 defensive rebounds. As a team, they out-rebounded Miami 58-33. to And look at Michael Porter Jr. again. Did I talk about this cat yesterday? Two points. Two points. Yeah, but the boards. problem is you got 66 from Jokic and Murray. That's what I mean. Like, damn, bro. Oh, Jimmy is him, bro. Yeah, apparently he's not. Apparently he's not. Like Christian Braun. Like, dude, bro, can somebody slow the guy down? How hard is it? Yeah, because Gordon didn't play exactly well. His defense was really good. Porter was not good. But 10 points out of Gordon is pretty par for the course, right? Cantavious Caldwell Pope was not good. It, they, they won the game with Jokic and Murray. Yeah. And again, Nikola Jokic, I mean, just put a statue up now. Yeah. Put a statue up right now. I'm already tired of him. Already tired of buddy. It's amazing to me just how good he is. Nikola Jokic. And this is the problem with the Heat. I honestly feel like what you just said is spot on. They play defense every other game. So, like, now they know, okay, series is 2-1. We got to win our well, last we, home we game. Better, we better get locked in. Yeah, we better get locked in. You know, playoff Jimmy might want to actually, you know, like, show up in this series. Hey, like, send a limo for, for Jesus. Hemi. Jesus. Because Jimmy showed up when you needed Hemi. My God, dude. Like, it's, and you know what's frustrating about watching this? I don't even care that I was wrong about who was going to win this game. Yeah, I, I, I'm wrong. I was wrong last night. But what really bothers me is that this 109-94 result is not even close to indicative about how this game And it went. wasn't competitive. Yeah. It, it just, wasn't competitive. And it just bothers me. It's like, dude, like, I know the Heat are better than this. I know that this should have been a 2-3 possession game, not a, not a 10 possession game. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know... Um... Damn. I don't know, dude. All, all I continue to say is, I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I just will continue to tell you, I think it is embarrassing that Michael Malone, the coach of the Nuggets, after game two was like, hey, we got to step it up. Re you, we really got to tell these dudes they got to step it up. And now Eric Spolster's like, well, we're just going to have to step it up. Yeah, whatever. It's the NBA Finals, man. 
It's why you it you play to lose. No, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Having said that, anybody have any confidence at all that this series isn't over? <laughs> oh yeah, I think we got a, a little ways to go here. I mean, the obviously series is next, not over. Yeah, the series is not over. It's not. I mean, plus three and a half for Miami to eleven. I mean, if you're betting and you don't bet Denver the rest of this series, just mail me your money, please. Yeah, you know. Kurt Myers continues with a ridiculous take. Joker is the real M- NBA most valuable player. He's not. Is that a playoff? That's a, so that's a playoff award, the most valuable player? Oh, that's right. It's not. It's for the entire season, and Joel Embiid was by far almost unanimously and by most people's opinion. I don't understand this thing that we do all the time. Well, Joel Embiid, he sucks. Jokic is the MVP. He's not, actually, because the last time I checked, yeah, Joel Embiid won the MVP award. So he's not, Jokic is not the real MVP. It drives me crazy that we ripped down a guy like Joel Embiid, who had one of the most historic seasons in Philadelphia 76er history. Yeah. Oh, but Jokic is the real MVP. He's not, actually. He's not. He's actually not. Yeah. It drives me crazy that we can't just say, man, Jokic is amazing. Look at this run he's on in the playoffs. He's clearly going to be the playoff MVP. Yep. Why can't we just appreciate Jokic as an elite player instead of having to go and rip down a guy like Joel Embiid? I, I will never understand it. Yeah. Can't, can't understand it. Kevin Love and Max Struess need to step up and play better. Kevin Love has been remarkably disappointing. Remarkably disappointing. It is, it's just crazy to me that you can't, that, I don't understand why guys can't get jazzed can't get in, enthused, excited, tuned up, you know, yeah. mindset right. Like, it's the NBA Finals. Yeah. It's the NBA. Like, Struess, I just think he's not a top flight player. He is a role player. Super hot and cold. The problem is, it's a guy, like, you built this team to rely on Tyler Hero, who's not available to you. That cat is like he's just not there, right? And you're you're relying on a guy like, you know, a, a Duncan Robinson to give you nine points in fourteen minutes, because it's Duncan Robinson. Yeah. And and I think one of the other things you have to remember is Denver is, I think now by all accounts the best team in the NBA. You're playing Cinderella and she ain't got no shoes. Yeah. Like Miami. Didn't even they had to come in through the play-in tournament. Yeah. So, and this is I think eventually, and I, I this is why I love the NBA and its long series. You get exposed for being who you are. Yes. You are who you are in yes. the NBA. At there, some you, point, you, you can't depth, hide. At some point, their lack of depth is going to get them. And you, I think we saw that last night. You can't score twenty-eight points off your bench and think that you're gonna you're gonna win. Yeah. You're not, and you can't play Kyle Lowry 30 minutes and get nine points. Yeah. Kyle Lowry's not an NBA caliber contributor anymore, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Not on a championship team. But is Max Struess? Yeah, because every team needs that guy. Yeah. Right? He's your Cantavius. He is your, but notice they play Reggie Jackson one minute. Mm-hmm. So they play Reggie 30 minutes. Bro, you got a guy, but but the point is, is that Reggie could come off the bench for 20 and give you 25. And the difference is you're getting 66 points yeah. 
from Jokic and Murray. You don't they need. They abused you, bro. That's incredible. You got 66 points, 20 assists, 31 rebounds from those two guys. Yep. You won the game single-handedly with those two guys. And then you throw in 15 from Braun and 28 total. You guys understand they had 28 total assists. 20 of that came from Jokic and Murray. Yes. Those two dudes are dominant. And I will just say, you want to beat the Nuggets, you better not let Jamal Murray get loose. Because if Keep he's going to score, dude, if homie's going to score 34 points and 10 boards um, and 10 dimes, and made 31 rebounds. Easy. Made it look pretty uh, easy. 31 rebounds. Yeah. You got to bet Denver the rest of the way. You, you, you just have to. I mean, Murray, three of six from three. I mean, that's dominating you. Hey, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. I, I think when you look at the level of play you're getting from Nikola Jokic, you don't need much else. Yeah. So when you get a push like that, I mean, when you get those two guys putting up those two numbers, the game, the game. And they were over. very intentional about playing a two-man game as well. I mean, you could see that. You, you knew that they wanted to get those two guys in rhythm going early, and then let's see what else we get. I mean, that's really smart by them. Yeah, they, 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 come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It, it, and we'll talk about it more tomorrow, but plus three and a half. You got to bet Denver to win that game outright. Yes, you do. To cover the three and a half, win the game. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't see any way you make that bet anymore. Yeah. You know, like it, it is. Yeah, I think it's. Mm. Uh, Teddy, why do, uh, why do they pronounce his name Brown when it's spelled Braun? I thought it was Braun. Is it Brown? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's not that good yet. I don't know. You know, I just, that's just me though. Yeah. Um, real quick though, before we get to why insurance is a fraud. So you guys remember we talked about Lionel Messi. The Jesus Christ of soccer. And everybody said, nobody cares. Nobody, no, nobody. Did you guys see, since nobody cares about, you know, Inter signing Lionel Messi. Yeah. They picked up 4.4 million followers on social. Hey guys, 4.4 million. And that was, I haven't even looked at what they're, where they're at now. That was this afternoon. Yeah. But you guys, are we, I think that there's just no, no way around it anymore. They are, they are going to be there. They picked up 290,000 followers on Twitter. 290,000. Like you, you guys, this yeah, is craziness kind of crazy, dude. now. This is this is craziness now that they are. Let me just see where they're at on Instagram, because Instagram's the one that got the huge pop. They, oh my God, they're at six point two million. They picked up five point one million now yeah. on Insta Snapface. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Can, can we all at least get on board with the fact that Lionel Messi is going to bring people to MLS? Better send those refunds. I mean, he is. I think it's a difference maker. It, it is. The question was never, was he going to bring relevancy, right? Like we talked about yesterday. The only question is, hey, the relevancy he's definitely going to bring, is that going to be enough to, to make it worth giving him shares of your profit at Apple? That's right. Is it going to is it going to be enough 
to make the MLS, you know, Apple TV deal make sense for everybody involved? That's the question. And you know what the real issue with that is? You know what that is? Apple won't tell us how many subscribers they have. Mm. That's the real issue is they won't, they won't. I, yeah, they won't divulge. And I don't know that they should, because it, it, it is potentially damagingly embarrassing how few people subscribe, like paying subscribers yeah. to MLS on Apple TV. Like, it's painfully bad. Yeah. So, we'll see. I think, I think just real quick, the messy thing I think is real. You picked up 5 million Follower, 6.2 million total. I would be really curious to see how many of those folks are in the state and how many of that is global. Yeah. Um, Greg Hawkins, when Beckham joined LA, it increased the profile of the league quite a bit, hoping Messi does the same. Me too. Me too. Uh, Hawkins says, I'm a paying subscriber to MLS on Apple TV and the experience is actually great. Really? Interesting. Kurt Peters, football is a child sport played by the rest of the world. It is. It is. I, I'm not even... But that's why it's played by the rest of the world, because it's accessible. Yeah. Jeremy Calzone says MLS stands for Mexico Loves Soccer. Okay. Okay. Um, Mike Smith says no. <laughs> Will it make a difference? No. <laughs> Jimmy, how many subs has Apple added? Great question. They won't tell us. They will not tell us. Yeah. Truck Stop Gumby says no one cares. Murica. You know. Well, Greg, and this is a great question. I wonder if Messi will increase foreign subscriptions to the MLS package. It has to. It has to, right? Has it has to. to. It has to. Uh, Brandon Butler, Messi to MLS is huge. Get Ronaldo to come. Dude, he's making so much money in that Saudi league. Yeah. I, I, he, why would you? Uh, Truck Stop Gumby, Jakey Two Holes will be on Social Security when soccer becomes relevant. Facts. <laughs> facts. He says facts. 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 Um, somebody, they're treating the MLS like a retirement league. It is for, it for really, really high-quality performers from around the globe. It is a retirement league. Yeah. It's a, it's a golden parachute. There's no question about it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get uh, a couple of, of non-sports stories. I want to talk about insurance because I'm really frustrated. Um, all right. Let me sit so up. So I get in the car this morning. Let me sit up. You know, I come over. Get in the car because, you know, I come over to we his carpool, house, we carpool. we carpool, I get in the car and instantly I knew, okay, it's going to be one of those car rides where, you know, you were kind of, you know, serious energy mode getting in the car. I was like, all right, cool. We're just going to chill. And what do I see you do? You open, you open a certain insurance company's app, dial them up. And I was like, all right, great. Here we go. Here we go. So we had to leave early this morning to go drive up and, and meet some folks. Some certain individuals. Um, and we, so we did. And on the way up there, I, I somehow, some way got a rock chip that turned into a crack on my windshield. Yeah. So I have not had a cracked windshield for years here in the great state of Juta. Juta. Well, it turns out that you got to call your insurance company to get that fixed. Okay, cool. Yeah. Dial it up. Press six for a glass claim. And what did you say to me? about what you knew when you were calling these people. What'd you say? I don't remember. You said, I know I shouldn't be calling at this time because I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get the kind of person I want to talk to. I'm going to get someone 
because it was like seven in the morning. So none of these companies are answering the phone. So what do you get? And I hate this about customer service now. I truly hate this. I don't want to talk to someone like overseas or whatever. I don't. I'm paying you a certain amount of money every single month for, for a good experience. Not every single month. For years and years and years yeah, and years. Because whoever changes insurance companies. That's yeah, true. It's one of the greatest and worst things about insurance. You got to go through the rigmarole of, hey, you know, what's your name? What's your phone number? What's your VIN number? What's your policy number? What's your, what is the diameter of your rectum? What is the, Whatever. like, all these stupid questions. Which you were not here for. And I was crabby already, admittedly. And I even told the lady, look, I'm not here for this, man. I am not in the greatest of moods. I just want to. Which I was impressed by. I, told, I straight up said I am not in the mood because she asked me for my email address like three times. Yeah. I was like, okay. Gave her the information. And she's like, yeah, that'll be $1,000. And I'm like, hey, I have a glass rider. She's like, well, no, you don't, but I can put in a dispute. And I was like, when she said I can put in a dispute, I was like, all right, I'm good. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. And I just, um, I just hung up. And that was my woo-saw moment. I was like, I'm out. Fuck it. So then I go, I go have my meeting, great business meeting, great people. It was awesome. Excited to tell you guys about it down, in a better down mood, the road in a minute. Yeah. You up. My, my mood's been lifted. Like it was amazing. Get in the car, go get the shirts. We picked up the shirts for this weekend for the MLS extravaganza. It was amazing. Argued with our good friends about the Bacavo sandwich at Super Chicks. Like we, we just had a really good morning. Get to the office. Pick up the phone, call my insurance company. Hope and have a better experience. Call my agent. She's like, oh, you live in Utah. That's um, right. Um, yeah, they don't um, do they don't do whole glass replacement there. That's they yeah, you gotta file a comprehensive claim. That's out of the window. And yeah, your deductible's a thousand dollars. So I have a thousand dollar deductible. So I have to pay for my own windshield. Okay. I get it. You don't cover that in Utah. So I call the glass company. Safe light. Oh, I actually did it online. Now in Arizona, they cover your window no cost, zero cost to consumer. But Safe Light came out and did a window on my Fiat Abarth. Loved that car. And they did a really terrible job. I mean, a hatchet job. So it turns out SafeLight's really the only, that I know of, the only reputable glass company in Utah. There's a bunch of fly-by-nights and call centers and they want $632 to replace my windshield. Um, $632 to replace my windshield. Um, like, I, I, I give up. I give up, dude. I give up. You're my flipping insurance company. I pay you 200 bucks a month, every month, every year. Knock on wood. Yeah. Never use my insurance, thankfully. Yeah. Never use my insurance. I don't, I, I think the last time I used my insurance that I filed a claim was 2011 in Los Angeles. I have not used my insurance since then. Yeah. Just never. And yet, 
what do you get? Hey, yeah, we're going to have to figure out how to charge you more money. Insurance is a scam. Facts. And when you need insurance, it's even more of a scam because they want to pay you as little as possible. Facts. They don't, I, I'm telling you, and this is what pisses me off about health insurance. It pisses me off about car insurance. Oh, you're sick? Yeah. Um, go ahead and just fuck all the way off. Yeah. Because we're not going to pay that ambulance bill. No. So my wife breaks her arm up in Park City. Do you have a choice of what ambulance company you use? You, you broke your fucking arm. Get in the ambulance. We'll take you down the hill to U Health. Yeah. Hey, uh, the insurance company. Uh, hi, it's the insurance company. Um, look, I know you broke your arm and we asked you to fuck all the way off. Could you fuck off even farther because we're not going to pay for the ambulance, right? No, see, it was out of network. Well, um, turns out that they have to pay for the, the ambulance ride because you didn't have a choice because you broke your arm, not of your own doing, get an accident. So you have to fight them and you got to get the, the fire department and the ambulance company to write a letter and, oh yeah, our bad, we'll pay the claim. It's incredible to me, but <coughs> miss a premium <coughs> or... Don't do something right or fart before you call them. Well, you know what? You should have called us before you farted. Can't pay that bill. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> like, I get my physical every year. Changed health insurances because I changed my job. They declined to pay the health. They declined to pay it for the longest time. De just declined to pay it. Declined, declined, declined. Hey, by the way, oh, yeah, we'll pay it. We'll take care of that. It's a scam, dude. Yeah. It is, a, insurance is a scam. It's, that, that's the only way to put it. Yes. And I love my insurance agent, Sarah Road in Mesa, Arizona. Amazing insurance agent. Amazing. But your insurance agent is meaningless when you crack your window and they want a $1,000 deductible on a $600 bill. And straight up, straight up, it's, they, you know what? At least in Utah, they had to make a law that says they can't raise your insurance premium for a rock chip repair on your windshield because those MFers will raise your in premiums. Oh, you broke a windshield? Yeah, we're going to have to raise your premiums for that. <gasps> you farted on your front seat? Oh, man. We're going to have to raise your insurance premium on that. <laughs> Such a joke, dude. You slammed your car door too hard? Oh, boy. Could have caused damage. Better. You're a risk now. Jackass. Right? Like, that's what this is. Yeah. That's what this is. And yep. it, it is really, really unfortunate because it's just not necessary. Yeah, it doesn't need to be that way. It's just not necessary. And the problem is with what I learned today is, yeah, in Utah, you're not, they don't offer full service glass coverage. They don't. They'll pay for a rock chip to get filled. But if you got to replace your windshield, it's 100% out of pocket in Utah. Incredibly frustrating. It's in, it's incredibly frustrating. I don't understand. Like, what about Utah? Like, why can't you cover it in Utah? Yeah, and there's a lot of glass claims here. Let me, let me guess. There's some statute that you're falling back on as to why you can't cover in Utah. I think it's a volume thing. There are a ton of glass claims in Utah because yeah, we always we, it's a desert. We're always under construction and it's windy. Yeah, whatever, dude. And it's just, it's really frustrating because I'm going to have to cough. And it's not really a matter of money. I got to be honest with you. It's not the money. 
It's the principle of the thing. I pay you on F ton. Yeah. And I never get a return on it. Yeah. And then when I need it, you're either like, no, we're not going to pay it or let's fight. Here are some gloves. Put your hands up. Let's throw a blow. Schemers trying to control their little worlds. Like if you get in and, and, and not even because they advertise on the show. I'm telling you right now, if you get into a car accident, and you don't get a lawyer. You're dumb. Yeah. You're, you're, you're asking to get screwed yeah. because I'm telling you right now, your insurance company is not watching out for you. Stash, your insurance company is not going to fight for you. You're nothing. If, if you get in a car accident, fender bender or total vehicle, God forbid you're injured. Yes, better get an attorney because your insurance company do not believe that your insurance company's got, oh, you're, you're, you know, what is it? A safe farm hands and shit. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're in good hands with Allstate. The f no, you're not. Yeah. No, you weren't not. expecting this yeah, one. No, you're not. Yeah. Let, I broke my arm. Yeah, I got to pay for that ambulance ride. Like, what are you talking about? Because it's all part of the plan. <laughs> and don't get me started on how much individual health care costs as a self-employed individual. Kurt Peter, whoa, comment dump. Your terrible policy has a 1K deduction because you cried about a few bucks a month in premium. No, I didn't cry about it. I never cried about my insurance premium. I never use it. Yeah. I never use it. Ever. I never use it. I, I, thankfully, I, thankfully, I have not had a need for an insurance premium in, or an, insur an insurance claim in... And what a dumb comment that is. It's not about the deductible. It's not guy. A, the doubt that the, the, you're you're oblivious. You don't get it. It's not the cost. Of, it's six hundred and thirty-two dollars. I can afford the six hundred and thirty-two dollars, as I'm going to have to to get my window fixed. It's the principle of it. Yeah. It is the principle of it. Your insurance company should be on your side, and they're not. It is. I am telling you, insurance is a scam. It it, it is. It is, I would love to understand, and Tom, I don't know what you do for a living, but if you get hurt in an accident, do call an attorney. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you, you, you know. Uh, Gabriel said, I'm 18 and I have zero clue about insurance policies and premiums. Yeah, well, too. you might want to start learning about it. But this is, this goes back to the school thing. We don't teach our kids in school about insurance premiums or policies nope. or... Nope. We don't teach our kids the difference between zero deductible, <coughs> low deductible, high deductible. <coughs> we, don't, we don't teach our kids about that stuff. We don't teach our kids that, hey, by the way, the insurance companies are not fighting for you. Yeah, they're predators. They, are, they quite literally are for-profit businesses. And they lobby to make sure that you have as little right as possible. They do. And they will not, they will not, they will not, they won't fight for you. It just, it's, it's crazy to me. Yeah. And it's, it's one of the great mysteries in this world that we don't teach kids about bank accounts, credit cards, insurance, mortgages. It's not a mystery. School was set up to make employees. Yeah. That was we, the stated purpose. Yeah. We don't, yeah, we don't do that. We don't. Um, truck stop Gumby. Kids don't know about credit card interest. Salty Drunk says, don't make it personal, Jake. Well, this is kind of a... Like this right here, your terrible policy has a $1,000 deductible because you cried about a few bucks a month in a premium. No, I did not cry. So about who exactly it. made it personal? We, we, like the last time we set up, when we moved to Utah the last time, we talked about it. Like there's just not a knock on wood. There's not a reason for us to, like zero deductible 
There's not a reason for it's not like if I get in an accident, the thousand dollars is not my biggest issue. No. And why would you pay more to have a lower deductible? When I knock on wood, have never had to use like it's it's a matter of what people don't understand is you can build insurance policies however you want high deductible low deductible like you want a lower you want a lower payment every month you know like it, so it, don't tell me about we cried about a few bucks nobody's a month, crying dude. about it nobody's crying about it like it, it's you know yeah Tom also says you could have a zero deductible for probably five to, why do I want a zero deductible. Why do I want a zero deductible? I have a re- I, I, it's not worth getting into. My point is, I called my insurance company today because I needed something. And it, it, the things that I think people don't understand, and, and truly, I think people don't understand, that like car warranties or Everybody says, oh, bumper to bumper. It doesn't mean bumper to bumper, quite literally. Everything in between the bump, that's not what it means. It's not what it means. Your brakes are not covered. Your tires are not covered. Your, like, car, it's amazing. Like, I owned a Fiat Barth, and I did a bunch of upgrades to it. And the Fiat dealer in Scottsdale, Arizona, tried every single way not to cover everything. Oh, you voided your warranty. Well, it turns out when we called, you know, Chrysler of America, it wasn't voided. So you're going to need to fix it. Good that. try, though. Right? Like, it's stuff like that where you paid somebody money. Like, how many people know that you should get a refund, a rebate, really, for your unused auto warranty when you trade your cars in? How many people realize you should get a refund for your sales tax when you trade your car in? Because you pay all that. It's called prepaids. You pay that stuff in advance. Nobody knows that. Do you know how many people have paid and wasted money on warranties because they traded their car in. And nobody checks into it. Like, there's just things they don't tell you. There's no such thing as, you know, like full coverage is, is a great word in the insurance industry. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. It, like, it, it just, yep. I'm telling you, man, your insurance companies are not out for you. They're not out for you. I just, hmm. It makes me crazy. Uh, Jimmy says, USAA is heaven, but they're only for the military. Yes, they are. And I appreciate your service. Yeah. Jeremy Calzone, car warranties suck, but my home warranty has probably saved me about 20. Now, home warranties, again, but all these warranty things, like I have a home warranty. But again, the day that thing expires, you know my air conditioner is going out. Mm -hmm. You know it's going out. Even though I used my home warranty, my wife set up an, a health check on our air conditioner. It's in great shape. You know. Yeah. It, it's just, it's amazing to me. Uh, Maury Alvarez, I left Allstate for USAA for the service that they give. There you go. That's one thing that bothers me about my current insurance company is I hate calling their, like, mm. Kurt Peter says, I can't imagine Monty driving a Fiat. It was a rocket ship. I loved it. I loved every second of it. Traded it in for a BMW. It was amazing. It was amazing. Anyway, there you go. That's my venting about stupid insurance stuff. And there you go. Auto insurance is a scam. Just believe that. Appreciate yeah. every one of you. If you are one of the 100 or 201 people watching the show right now, please hit uh, thumbs up. That would be great. I would appreciate that. 
Um, thanks for watching the show. We couldn't do this without you guys. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Dude, if I've ever said anything that you can rely on, don't trust your insurance company. Get somebody to fight for you. That's called The Advocates. Theadvocates.com. Chat with an attorney for free online right now. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.